Welcome to the Broken Token Podcast. Brent, they said it couldn't be done, but who's, we're back the, for number 101. Oh, hey, hey, dude, that rhymed. I made that rhyme. I, I want to know who they are because I need to have a talk with they. You need to have a talk with they? Don't ever tell me I can't do something. <laughs> well, everybody. I'll do it just to spite you. Exactly. In 101, we are, we're back and in it. So we've had a little, uh, well, I guess a one-month hiatus over, uh, over what would be considered our normal release schedule. So we appreciate everybody. Getting back for that, but we had uh, you know summer vacations and everything like that just kind of roll in and roll out. Well, so in, in all fairness, made, too, made it Whitney, a little tough. Some of that was on me as well, and we'll get into that. Here oh, oh yeah, you know, to- to- totally. I mean, I bear part of the responsibility on it, but I'll, I'll talk about that as well. So, uh, summer vacations, Whitney. I, I'm just going to leave this to you because it looks like you did a little. I was going to say globe trotting, but I mean you just you just crossed the U.S. Yeah, it was from one side to the other. So, by way of updates here, before we get into uh, get into the meat of everything, and there's one thing I will say: uh, not recording in uh, not recording in July did give us a little bit of a buffer break on the news. And there's a lot to talk about a little bit later in the show, but we'll definitely get into that. But Brent, it was very, very nice because we took the family and uh, went on, went on, uh, I guess, consider quote unquote family vacation. And uh, I got to play. I knew you were going, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't ask where. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it was nice because uh, we actually did three mini trips within one larger trip. And, and I'll, I'll get to where this ties in here in a second, because there, there was actually some pinball and retro gaming throughout the, throughout the, the, uh, you know, the whole itinerary there. But here's what we did. We wound up going to San Francisco first and flew out there, stayed for three days, got to uh, got to tour Alcatraz. And I haven't been there in probably 20 years, so I'm, I'm glad to hear it's still there. It's still there. Yeah. It probably hasn't changed that much. <laughs> oh, uh, I think it's changed. Uh, yeah, I it, it has. It. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I say that. <laughs> oh, it's changed. I say that tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> but... Um, but we we spent some time out there. We got to tour Alcatraz. We walked the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, you know, you, know, you we, can drive across that, right? We can, but it, that's no fun. Okay. So all right. so we walked the Golden Gate Bridge. Remind me maybe later in the show. Remind me to tell you my my Italian restaurant story from San Francisco. From San Francisco. Yes. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Has nothing to do with games, but it's still fair, fair enough. Still, fair enough. it's still good. Somewhat amusing. Yeah. Yes. We we went down to the waterfront. Got to got to go to the different piers. Um. It it was just it was just a great great experience as as a traveling destination. You know, walked all over the city. You go uphill everywhere both ways. It was uh, quite you can, you quite the exercise. You too. can't d- drive down Lombard. Is it Lombard or Lombardi? Uh, it is Lombard. Lombard. And, and we did drive down okay. Lombard. I thought yes. they I thought they cut that off because no, no, it was it was open. And for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, Lombard is this small street small street on on a city block in San Francisco, and it has like seventeen or eighteen 
curves oh yeah in in that street i drove it yes yeah we drove it too and it it was fun now we had to line up to get we had to get in line in order to go down lombard street but they they let they let us do it see i thought they blocked that off to all but residents here recently maybe maybe they did but it was open when we were there and what and what's so cool about lombard street is you can't go very fast because the the, you know the street cuts through oh you know residential area there but it's just fun because it's just switch back after switch back after switch At, back after switch the, back the driveways are just barely the length of a car barely and everybody's bumpers ripped off yes exactly <laughs> did you notice yeah, that? oh yes and every car looked like it had been through uh it had been through heck and back yeah. and you almost have to wonder why in the world would you ever want to live on lombard well, street because when, you can never get out no, of your house no. it's a constant stream of traffic a constant stream of traffic when i drove down it they didn't tell me what i was doing and i was driving i wasn't riding i was driving the vehicle yeah and it was uh myself and three other people from the company i work for Uh and we got right to the top of it and i just remember thinking there's no road in front of me because it just went (laughs) he goes and then all of a sudden we were in a uh an explorer oh man that's way too big for lombard street as it tipped over i was like oh my where is the and it's it's like it's like a roller coaster it's like a roller coaster and i'm in it at that point people are taking pictures (laughs) what is going on we so so we did video jackie did video of the whole trip down and we've watched it like two or three times and we're all in there you know laughing and having a good time because we're 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 going down lombard street and for anybody that can't see me i'm doing like the he's driving you know, like the like bo duke does exactly in the, in the blue screens and, exactly and hazard that's it man you know you're you're whipping that wheel 360 degrees uh both ways yes and so it, it was it was lock a ton of fun it locked a lock and i would say the the other interesting thing that we did is uh we went to hate ashbury and for those that might not know what hate ashbury is this totally alone oh it was uh it was very interesting now can't get into all the stories there being a family show and all interesting is a word interesting is the word that we're that we're going to park right there one thing I will say though is we got to see the uh, home of Janis Joplin, which was which was really cool. I would have liked to see that. that. That was great, and you know what was even better? No slam on Janis Joplin, but a personal personal favorite artist of mine got to see the home of Jimi Hendrix, and that was that was worth the, that that was worth the trip right there as well. Now while we were in Haight Ashbury, I had planned this that. Um, we were able to take a little side detour and uh this was just grace and i because jackie was going through some of the some of the shops in Haight ashbury because there's there's tons of shops very interesting shops <laughs> okay I'll, I'll park that one right there as well and we went to grace and i walked over it was about i don't know about 11 or 12 block walk so not not really bad at all so we went to a place brent called free gold watch now, i've heard of this place yes. i've seen pictures so go go ahead and tell people what it is I'm so 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 free gold watch is uh it is a company it, it is a company that does screen printing on like t-shirts um you know, shirts print print memorabilia print memorabilia that's easy for me to say memorabilia easy for me to say <laughs> um and they also run a side business within their establishment that is a pinball arcade. 
and you walk in and they've probably got something like, uh, I don't know, 50-ish machines, I, I guess, somewhere in that neighborhood. I'm probably overestimating it just a little bit, but... Um, it's it's beautiful. I mean, the place the place is so well put together. It's it's fantastic. And I thought they were also a laundromat, but I'm confusing that with something. That's no, su- maybe that's is that Sunshine Laundromat. That's Sunshine okay. Laundromat. Yeah, yeah. D- different place. But uh, but Free Gold Watch. I, I mean, everything is quarter drop in there. So you, you just you go in, you hit the change machine, and you go at it. They have a room that is dedicated for nothing but EMs, which was really neat because they had all the EMs set on one quarter, and you got to go in there and play your choice of like 12, 13, 14 EMs, which was great. And uh, it, you walk in, and on the right-hand side, it's just machine, you know, pinball after pinball after pinball after pinball. And then you walk through walk through on that right-hand side. They've got a lot of Jersey Jack machines. They've got a lot of Williams, uh, you know, uh, Williams, Bally Williams, you know, solid-state machines, DMD machines, and uh, and then uh, a few spooky machines. And, you know, just kind of uh, an eclectic mix of games right there on that right-hand wall. And then you walk, then you walk a little further, and then on the left-hand side, it's it's all the most recent Sterns. And so, I got to spend enough time there that I got to I got to catch up, play on every on every new Stern that I haven't been able to play over the course of the pandemic. So that's Avengers, that's uh, you know that's Elvira, that's uh, the man, that's Mandalorian, that's you know all all of the quote unquote I guess the the new machines, you know TMNT, all of those. I got I got to spend some time on all those. So I uh, had a real good time, and you know what, Brent, I got to play the Big Lebowski. I don't know if you played that before. Or I did not. a quick count about right around fifty. Just rough count is about right because they fair enough. The games oh, okay, yep. fair enough. I, you're okay, you're spot on. I'm spot on. Okay, excellent. Um, yeah, I, I have got, never played Big Lebowski. <laughs> Brent, it was so fun. And there <laughs> uh, we were talking about this before we went hot on recording the show. And and I freely admit this. I have no qualms with this because it's just the way my personality goes. I tend to be a sucker on theme. And I fr- and again, I will I'll state that. And if a theme speaks to me, I am much more inclined to like the machine, want to spend more time on the machine, and probably and probably be um, more more inclined to to dig into the rule set on the machine and everything like that. If the theme is a bit of an also ran for me, then I typically don't want to spend a lot of time with it. I'd rather go to a machine w- with a theme that speaks to me. I guess is the best way to say it. The Big Lebowski is really good. <laughs> the execution on it is top notch. Uh, say what you will about Dutch Pinball and about all the issues that they have had in the past, uh, but this machine was in good working order. It played well. I could hear it. It was. It was. The callouts were good. It was. It was a lot of fun. It was. It was a. It was great to revisit it from the time that we played it back in believe this 2014 I was when we were say in pinball that, expo that was the big thing at expo in yes, 2014 2014 it? yes it, re- it really was i'm kind of surprised it's even on location because i thought they're i mean dutch is gone right parts no, are gone well they they have actually um they they have they've weathered it and survived oh, and all right. it, yeah and they're not cr- they're not uh cranking out they're not cranking out machines at a really fast clip, but they are honoring the pre-orders and getting through all of that. And then I think the plan is to eventually get through their their commitments 
and uh, and then produce some some more machines. And yeah, they're they're not big at this point, but they're still alive and okay. they're they're still here. I thought there was something about <laughs> which which Brent is more than as we'll get into later in the show <laughs> you can say for a lot yeah uh deep root yeah. and uh sun coast and highway and uh who is that kevin kulik and, yeah. and all of these other God. people that have come and gone yeah what company was kulik's that was um, one of the first ones to fall oh man what they did was predator? that it was going to do predator well I, i'm sorry yeah that that went yeah. further with Predator than they should have. Skit, yes. Skit, Skit B. B. That's Skit right. Skit B. That's it. That's right. It just had to. I just had to sit there and think about it for a second. But, uh, but yeah. So props to Dutch because right, wrong. I mean, whether they've done everything right or not, that's uh, probably debatable. A lot of people definitely have, I think, an opinion one way or the other. But they're still here. They're still making machines, and it's it's still they're still cranking through it. Uh, but the Big Lebowski was fun. I appreciated that. Uh, we were talking about it before we hit record. I got to spend some time with Rick and Morty. Never had played that before. Uh, absolutely love the theme, love the execution, love the callouts. It, I just, I think it's just pinball done smart. Um, th- that's what that's what I'll say. I mean, it, you know, there's. I didn't notice it going down or having any major problems or anything like that. I didn't really notice any issues with it per se, but I mean, you read the thread on Pinside and it's just littered with people that have problems with the machine, but uh, I'm sure, I'm sure it's yeah, all, I know, I'm sure it's all solvable. I know there's uh there's two on location here. The rec bar guys have one at both venues and it's, are they, they they've got two, uh, I am yes. Wow, they went in. They went in got big, two. didn't they? Gosh, yes. Wow. And uh, I mean, it's it's had some issues for a new game, but it it, it runs, and yeah. I know people enjoy it. I've uh, played it yeah. a few times. I I don't get it as much because I haven't seen the show. And well, ne- neither have I. And but, everyone tells me but, I need to. And I I have been told the same thing. But I will say this because I could hear the callouts, and I could hear the music, and and you could you could tell what was happening in the game and what would happen as a result of actions in the game. Mm-hmm. It made me laugh because the call, the call outs are, oh, just, yeah. the call oh, outs are just good. I, I didn't know some of the terminology because there's some stuff in there. That's I guess, Rick and Morty lore. It, yeah, and I, I agree. I, Even not knowing it. Yeah. The timing is just the, unbelievable. The, the, time, the, the comedic timing of it is spot on. Yep. So it's really good. And here, here's the thing that, that disappointed me the most out of my entire trip to free gold watch and that was jjp's guns and roses okay and i i I feel like i am expected to like that machine because guns and roses because it's guns and roses and it's been heralded as this this savior to to modern pinball from theme execution theme integration the light show and everything like that and all of that is probably true from a technical perspective but brent i just don't know what it is the sum is less than the sum of the whole is le- is less than the parts to me and brent I, for That's whatever how reason I felt about hobbit yes for, for brent for whatever reason that machine just did not do it for me at all and <laughs> it's pretty the light <laughs> show is great um i'm the theme execute the the theme integration execution is good there's no doubt about it but brent 
standing there playing it, and I think it was just, and I, man, I hate to say this word, but I think it was the monotony of what it took to progress to the point where you you get a song started, collect the band members, get a song started, play through the song, the multi-ball start, and by the time that I went through that like three times... I felt like I was done. I, I, it was like okay, okay. I'm so to get just, to, to get it like done. playing a song, you have to collect all the band members. Yeah, that's my understanding of okay. it. Now, now I only know of it what I spent time on it. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And so I, I do feel that that is that that is the the progression of the the, the progression of the game. But the songs would play, and, and yes, the the concert effects and everything were great, but. The, the multi-balls came really easy, and I, I mean, I hate to say this, but I just didn't think that there was a lot of game in that box. It seemed like there was a lot more flash in huh. that presentation. That seems going. typical Jersey Jack games where there's mm-hmm. a million ways to play it mm-hmm. because yeah. there's just a billion things to do. And maybe I would, maybe the internet's screaming at me right now saying, Whitney, you're wrong. And it's like, that's fine. I, I Okay, I'm wrong. I get that. I, I can I can be I fully well expect that I'm wrong. But that's just my impression of it after dumping, I don't know, probably seven or eight dollars worth of play into it and to try to give it a chance when i was done with it i just i just didn't want to go back and play it anymore i was was just done i was done yes i'll tell you exactly what i did i walked right back over to mandalorian and had a way better time playing mandalorian was it it like a mandalorian pro even it was a mandalorian pro yes and i i I enjoyed i I enjoyed mandalorian way more than i enjoyed guns and roses i've i've got access to play one but i i haven't played it and another thing i haven't watched the series but holy i know i know dude oh yeah just don't even start no 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 no. (laughs) i'm only here i'm only doing the Holy smokes move because you are in for such a treat when you do watch it. Brent, the Mandalorian is the Star Trek we deserve, but we very rarely Star Trek or Star Wars. I I, I said Star Trek. (laughs) I know where your heart is. you, You know where my heart is. I'm sorry. It's the Star Wars that we deserve, but we very rarely get. That's what the Mandalorian is. It was awesome. So anyway. Thoroughly enjoyed my time on the Mandalorian. I love the art. I love the RPG aspects of it. The way the the way that the the code is set, the 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 progression through the game, and what you're what you're striving to do, and how it executes on being done. You can you can go in and you can go to a market and you can uh, kind of level up your character. You play as the Mandalorian. You can level him up on armor and and. Uh, you know implements and and things weapons and things like that it's just it's just it's just done well is is what it is and uh, i I really enjoyed that so you know a few other a few other notable items i mean i got to play medieval madness absolutely enjoy thoroughly enjoyed that that's such a great game i've always enjoyed that oh no matter which if i play an original or a a remake remake. yes yes yes. this this one was original thoroughly enjoyed that had such a good time on on mmr um and i've not really played that game a whole lot but i really really dug it it was fun i played uh, black knight black knight 2000 love those i got to play black knight sword of rage and you want you want to know something, Brent? One of the busiest machines 
at Free Gold Watch was Black Knight Sword of Rage. Oh, was it? People now, were, was it a pro or did it have the upper play field? No, this was a pro. And uh, every, every, almost See, every that's not game. Black Knight to me. Well, we've, I, had this, I, we've had this discussion. I, I, I get that. I get that. But I think that the the way that the call outs are and the way that it taunts you and just oh, the, that it the, does. the music and everything that goes along with it. Brent, I, I would have to wait in order to get my turn at it, and then when I would be done, three other people would be back on it, and they would be playing it and laughing laughing at the game, laughing at each other, and they were having a real good time playing Black Knight, and uh, I just, you know, it was just an interesting observation for me because that game just doesn't really seem to get a lot of love just out in quote unquote the pinball you know the pinball community at large Mm -hmm. but um if you were in free gold watch it had to be earning like crazy because there was always somebody on that game playing it you know be that be that as it may do you play had you already played stranger things or do you play it there i'm just looking at their lineup I, i had played stranger things and i did play stranger things there yes um uh man um did, did, have you seen the series? I have seen the series. Okay. Yeah, I have seen the series. Uh, like you, it. It's, you, it's good. You, you kind of, you, the, you, the uh, man, it was like it, it didn't stick with you. That's what the, I, the, that the, was the my game, impression. Yeah, the game just did not stick with me It really at all. And um, it, one of the bigger disappointments, and I have played this in the past and really enjoyed it, but when I played it at Free Gold Watch, um, I, I didn't enjoy it near as much was uh, Elvira. And I don't know if it was because it, it was, it just seemed like maybe it was just a little dirtier than it should have been. It was, it, it just felt like it could have used a, a really good deep clean. Oh, that kind of dirty. Cause I know, yeah. I know Cassandra is very good about the double on time. She, she's very good talking, at that. Okay. You're talking yeah. about just a little pinball dirt. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. And, and I think it was, I, th- I truly believe it was just the condition of the machine. It was, that, ready, for, it was ready for a good clean. It was ready ready for a, a a deep clean is what it was ready for and i mean i played it a few times and it, it just didn't <laughs> uh, I, I, I hate this term but i'm going to use it anyway you know what brent it just didn't have the just didn't have okay. the pop baby <laughs> it didn't pop it, it okay. just didn't have that pop to it you know and i don't know if it was if i don't know if it was the the flippers if it was just it just felt a little slow maybe it was off a, a little bit on angle it wasn't as steep as it normally would have been i just don't know it just didn't feel like the elvira that i have played other at other times in the past and um that was one of my biggest complaints about GNR was the flippers, and now now that I've mentioned that, I'll, I'll just really I'll just on a Jersey back. Jack. I mean, they've always the ones I played, they felt good. Really? Yeah. Oh, I always thought they had. Oh man. I they, mean, they felt different. They didn't feel like like the Williams flipper that it seems just like didn't have the, the yeah. I, I'm I'm expecting that. I'm just expecting like a snap, you know, mm-hmm. just like a really good hard, powerful snap to the flippers. And um, I played every Jersey Jack game they had there, and they all felt soft to me. They just felt kind of mushy and just kind of spongy slow is is what they felt like to me. Because, Brent, I'd walk right back over to a stern in the, in the flippers, and they're snappy. And, they're yeah. snappy. and I, I just, I, I don't know. Maybe I just got, I, I, I don't know. But observations are what observations are. That's, that's probably the best way to say it. But... um. But anyway, so, really enjoyed the time there. So 
I mean, let me get to the heart of the matter here. Yeah. Why is it called Free Gold Watch? I have they, no, I have no idea. No clue. I, no I was clue. even looking at their website to see if there was like a, a history of the name. I, I've I could, often wondered. That. I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I, I walked around. I looked at, uh, you know, I looked at the shirt wares that they were selling. Uh, you know, just kind of nothing, the merch and nothing everything. tells you what it is. Nothing okay. really led to, led to the an explanation for the name or, or why it was right. why it was t- tied into what it was, but. Um, but you know anyway you know spent several hours there we had a good time grace and i had a good time we we went on our way and then uh we took two days to drive down the uh the california coast via the pacific coast highway probably the best part of the entire trip was just getting in the rental car spending two days taking our time and driving the california coast absolutely absolutely worth it highly recommend it uh, the sights that you see is it's just amazing just amazing and then we wrapped the trip up in santa monica and we stayed there for four days and i was uh, i was able to visit a couple of retro gaming stores there but uh brent i didn't bring anything home because uh you know as as the the meme says the rent was just uh too darn high you oh know? yeah i was gonna ask yeah. if there was nothing that you <laughs> liked or well, it was just a you you thought no nah, it's not worth it well there there was a few things that i liked because there one of the one of the shops that i went into the gentleman had as much classic uh classic computer equipment as he did retro gaming equipment like consoles and games and stuff like that he had a big box of atari 50 i'm sorry atari 2600 manuals okay all right snes manuals nes manuals 7800 manuals he just had boxes of manuals and so i was like oh now this is nice because if i can find some decent manuals that will help out for some loose cards that i've got started going through them picked out probably seven or eight manuals that that i wanted i took them up to the counter and i said i'd like to purchase these manuals how, how much per manual and he, he kind of thumbed through them and he said ten dollars each and i'm like Thanks, but no. Uh, and I just took the manuals back and put them back in the so box. So they were just like loose in a box. Yeah, it's yeah, not just like a bunch of loose. Ordered. No, 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 no. I had to dig through them all, you know, to find what I wanted. So he was, he w- so there wasn't a sign up. He was, no. he was pricing as you went. He priced them as I set them down and he looked at it and he's like $10 each. And I'm like, <laughs> no, thank you. And I just took the manuals, like I said, took the manuals and put them back in the box and left because I wasn't going to pay 80 bucks for eight manuals i'm like i'm not doing that i'm not I mean, doing that depending at all. on the game i mean you could probably get half those games boxed i don't know what am i am i close bingo you're you're on okay. it because a lot of them were atari 2600 games and so knowing what you're common to um common to let's say fairly common to uncommon games would go for in a box i wasn't going to pay 50 percent of a boxed value for a manual uh, just a loose manual no mm-hmm. uh, not doing that and i was sitting there thinking to myself it's like i'll just buy these on ebay done <laughs> you know <laughs> like I'm, I'm i'm done and and then by the time you factor in the sa- the california sales tax on all of it and everything it, it how been, much is the california sales I think tax? it's like 10.25 percent oh if i'm not mistaken gosh. yeah well so, that, why would that shock me it, yeah exactly so by the time you factor all of that in it's it's like uh bah, whew, i i'm gone see you thanks bye Pre- appreciate you letting me thumb through your stuff but 
uh, you know, have a nice day. You know, you can tell you're squeezing when you're getting into the point percentages. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You can tell they're working it hard. Yes, yes, yeah. and, and and they're on a plan because. You don't just go from 10 to 10.25 without planning on being at 10.5 and 10.75 at a later point in yeah, time. You're, yeah, yeah. It's a, you're sliding there. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. So anyway, all up though, the, the trip to California was a great experience. We were busy every single day. We walked, uh, there were some days we walked over 30,000 steps. Oh, I mean, geez. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Easy. And I mean, we were, we were busy, busy, busy the entire time. But, um, you know, that being said, you know, we, we took a few extra days longer than we normally would. And that was in the middle of July and, and it, it just, it just slammed right up against the time that we would normally record. So that's, that's kind of where it goes. Um, real quick on some updates here, uh, just a, a couple things I wanted to mention, uh, Brent, I started working on Mizuki oh for this gosh. past month. Oh, yes, I, believe, I, it, I, believe it. Believe it. You know, ho, forever. Ho, 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 ho. Yeah. I think, I think is this might be what an aneurysm feels like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take, yeah. Just I'm taking it all yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. I'm gonna have to YouTube this. Yeah. What is an aneurysm? No, no, no. It, you, <laughs> here, here's the thing, Brent. You smell the flowers. You okay. blow You blow out the candles. Okay. That's exactly how you do. It. Smell the flowers. Blow out the candles. All right, exactly. My coming back down. Okay. Yeah, there you go. We got you. Now. Here's here's the deal. One on one. Hey, Brent has an <laughs> Here's something that I need some help with, though. Well, no, I'm sorry. I need in, I, I need input. I need uh, I, I need some context on. Okay, because I'm at the point where I'm faced with a dilemma on this game as far as what to do. Now I have pulled the monitor out of it. Um, I, my next step is to recap recap the chassis on the monitor. Here's the question I've got, and I, w- I would be curious as to what the listenership may think as well. And I, I shall post pictures of this on on uh, Facebook, and just to solicit some uh, some input here. But th- my zookeeper is numbers matching from start to finish. Everything about that machine is numbers matching. There's there's serial number ta- serial number stickers on the tube, on the monitor chassis, on the boards, on the power supply. I mean, every the coin bucket. It, all of it. The numbers, coin bucket? The has, coin bucket. Yeah, it's all numbers matching. I, I've never seen a, a sticker on a coin bucket. Right on the back of the coin bucket. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never see it unless you were looking through the back of it. Right on the now, back. Wait a minute. That's a, that cab has, does that cab have the like the rectangular coin vault door that's lower, or is it a standard square, like coin coin? It's a standard, a standard okay. square. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Here's my dilemma, though. The monitor has got significant, significant zookeeper burn on it, okay? But it looked good when I took it out. I, you know, of course, I'm going to recap it and everything like that. I expect it to look good when I put it back in. But the question is, do I tube swap that? Yep. Do you, Really, you think so? I'd do it, yep. Would, the, you, would you seriously? So... I'm trying to find. I don't know. If but this... but Brent, it's got the most. It's got the most beautiful zookeeper burn <laughs> you've ever seen in your entire life. I mean, it, Brent, if monitor burn were majestic, <laughs> like it would like be, the panther. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like the panther. Someone someone we both know and call a friend once referred to the panther as majestic. Majestic, exactly. 
<laughs> Brent, if monitor burn could be called majestic, there would be a picture of this zookeeper burn <laughs> hanging, right beside, hanging in the loop. Hanging, hanging in the loop. Yes, that's a great way to. Say. Yes, actually, hey, <laughs> wait a great, great analogy. Okay, is it, is, it, is it your left arm? You feel the heart attack coming. In? <laughs> it is your left arm. Okay. Yes, yeah. It usually starts between, like, in the back of your shoulder blades. I, so, so I hear, and then it works its way down. <laughs> I was trying to find the show. I remembered, for whatever reason, the name of the company. I had, in an early show that we did, we had this conversation of what... I, I can't remember the gist of it, how we framed it, but it was, how far do you go on a restoration, and when yeah. is it no longer what it was? Y- yeah, and yeah. I had a car magazine. I don't think it was... It might have been carcraft because i i didn't really do hot rod i did carcraft okay and there was a company called real deal steel and we talked about it on the show and the the, i remember a point that i was making is is look you can get a whole camaro you know when is it no longer a camaro and um i mean if if you think about it in the years since we recorded that show you can do entire games that Someone produces the cabinet. Someone produces all the metal work. Someone produces the harness. And, you know, you just have to scare up a board if you want an original board. Yeah. And right now you can make vector monitors from dust at this point. At this you know, point, I'm stretching at this point. It, but. No, no, but, I mean... All, all the deflection vo- boards are now ava- yep. now available. You can uh, yoke swap or yoke wind, and I mean you can turn a raster into a vector yep. by swapping everything out. So I guess the point is, is if you're doing a restoration, and I know you you do restorations. I don't really do restorations. I don't mind some patina. Yeah. Well, and, I will say this: as as the years have worn on, my tolerance for restor for for doing a restoration has gone down Mm -hmm. i just want my game to be clean and um i like nice control panels nice bezels and nice marquees just just because i want i want the presentation at play to be nice and tight you know what i'm saying well yeah, I do because yeah. the marquee stands out. Control panel stands now. If my if I got a control panel that's destroyed, yeah. I'll replace yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, same thing with a bezel. Yeah. But I like my Nintendo versus cabinet back here. The cab's pretty rough, and yeah. the T moldings all broke out. Yeah, I, I, get, I just I, but I just have left it. I, I but mean, the monitor I is beautiful. Yeah, and yeah. the controls are beautiful. Yes, and I would normally never ask this question. To you or on the show, had it not be for it being my zookeeper and having the most majestic burn I've ever seen <laughs> on any on any monitor screen ever, but, you got two it, options. Yeah, replace it and have it in your arcade with a much nicer, more vivid monitor. Uh huh. And uh, stash the monitor and just know that you've got it in the back corner somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Or move the sticker. Because, and this gets back to the conversation we were having back then, <laughs> and we're talking about restorations. You know, yeah. I've done a lot. Um, the, my, my automobile of choice, my vintage car of choice is Pontiacs. Uh-huh. All right. My, my first old car was a 68 Firebird, which I still own, and it's in a billion pieces, and I'm a Pontiac person. Okay. So yep. the club that I was involved with years ago that's, that's reformed several times over the years, but it was the Louisville chapter of, of a national GTO organization. And my club was old enough that they 
they they had not 100% GTO membership. You didn't have to have a GTO to be in the club. I had Firebirds and Fieros. So point being is, is in, I think it was 2006, we hosted the GTO Nationals here in Louisville. And man, you want to talk about a party? Oh, yeah. You, know, you have arcade pinball shows that start on maybe a Thursday. No, these people come wheeling in on a Tuesday and it was Sunday. It was wall to wall. Oh, wow. I, I worked harder for that show on vacation that I put in for a week of work in my in my day job I mean, it was crazy <laughs> yeah, by the time it's all done you're yeah. wore, you're wore out yeah. but in that world if you're in a concourse type and not just gtos but and corvettes and camaros and mopars all this they're they're judging it down to the part number on the distributor you know or the part number on the differential yeah and you get to a point if you've got a rare car and it's been it's 40 or 50 years old and shade tree mechanic 30 years ago changed out the say the distributor for a well they went down to the speed shop and got a dual points distributor and they took that 440 six pack distributor out of the roadrunner and pitched it over their shoulder out in the field what do you do yeah so you, you get you get the right body distributor and you restamp it yeah yeah and See. that is acceptable so so i get and i i had to look this up because I, now this, wait well first of all let's yeah. let's let's are is there a concours judging for zuki taito yeah or tato no. or however it's, okay all right no, let's just set that yeah there, there's not and, and i had to look this up but it's the ship of theseus that that's the whole what? yeah it, it look, look it up on, on wikipedia it's the uh, this article talks about the ship of Theseus, and it says, In the metaphysics of identity, the ship of Theseus is a thought experiment that raises the question oh, uh, okay, go of ahead. whether an object that has had all of its components replaced remains fundamentally the same object. So that's that's really what we're talking about here. Is, yes. is it's like if if you do this is it still numbers matching if you yes. if you move the sticker is it still numbers matching you know or in your when you're talking about this concourse judging even though everything on that car has been replaced is it still original yes exactly <laughs> exactly yes you know and i've known i well let me let me rephrase that I don't know anyone directly and I, i'm not just saying that i'm yeah I, but i have heard of people like in the car world where they'll have a vin tag and the paperwork for a vehicle and they'll f because it, it was totaled it was whatever and they'll find let's just let's stay with the gto yeah okay, okay. fair enough yeah. so gto is a, is based on a pontiac le mans uh-huh so the gto is gone but yeah. i got the vin yeah and i got the paperwork okay and i can get another, parts are out there another shall be bequeathed another shall all of a sudden come into existence because yeah. i came across the le mans that was the right year and uh -huh. i i moved the vent over Intr okay not I, I mean, yeah yeah but, but but that's the process that that is the that is the car equivalent of the, the ship, ship of i have the, never heard the of ship the ship of theseus. theseus yes exactly this is awesome i've yeah. got to read this yeah yeah read through that it's 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 quite insightful because it will make you think uh, as to whether or not whether or not you can call something original that's been restored yeah. or or to what extent can you call it original if it's been restored but i i will say this i mean i i definitely like to spend time cleaning the game up and repairing what needs to be repaired i yeah I, I i derive great satisfaction out of doing that 
But I'm finding that, again, as the years are wearing on, I don't want to take on the full lift like I used to eight or nine or ten years ago, okay? Mm -hmm. Now I would just rather have a nice, clean machine. Patina's fine. But when I go up to play it, I want perfect controls, perfect CPO, yeah. per, you know, all of that. I just want the presentation of it yep. and the play experience to be spot on. You're, so I think of I think of the control panel and especially the monitor and the bezel as like the windshield of your car. You know, oh, if that's that, exactly if, it. if yeah. that bug hits it in the line of sight or yeah. you have a chip in the line of sight, it it ruins the experience. So yeah, that's why I said right off I'd change the monitor. What do you yeah, think about it? Yeah, I I know and 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 I get that and I think I'm I think I'm going to lead myself to it. It's just that um, it's just so unique. And, and I have to give it credit because it's so unique with that burn on the monitor. You can tell that that baby has worked some hours <laughs> and in it. And it's just kind of cool because of it, you know, so that, that, that's all that's all that's going on. I don't really know what I'm going to do for the monitor per se, um it i what's in it what I, I don't know 4600 so I, it's you got to i mean you know me and my love for the 4600 yeah so yeah yeah well you, what are you just debating if you're going to change it just put in a, a, another another monitor no 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 I, I was going to tube swap something in and keep it okay. a 4600 that that was my that was my intent and unless something else were to happen okay yeah yeah um yeah yeah, I don't <laughs> know yet. He's shrugging. Yeah, I'm kind of shrugging on it. You've so. kind of got that unique yoke connector. So unless you're doing another, unless you find you a perfect 4600, you're gonna when you do a tube swap on a 4600, you're gonna have to just just belly up to the bar and assume you're gonna change the yoke. Oh, is you it okay? The rings and all that off. Oh, do you do? Okay. Yeah. See, I've this will be my first time doing anything more than a cap kit on yeah. on a 4600. Yeah, because the 46, so. you know, most everything else at least comes to mind. You've got that. I think Amp makes that that connector, that four pin connector, four, your horizontal four pin front. connector. Whereas yes, on your 4600, <laughs> it's, it's that big four pin connector. You got a board, yeah. like a board with little tabs on it. Yeah, and you unplug them at the at the yoke yeah okay. so it's a it's a little different setup yeah fair, fair enough fair enough well i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to just go through and i'll probably just have to reference the whole junk net database and see what would be it what would be a, a, i guess a viable tube swap for it and just do some research on it and things like that but um you know i mean yeah hey it is what it is i it i mean there's no reason to junk the rest of it it would just be it just needs another tube. That, that's all it needs because the rest of it's perfectly fine. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think I have any forty six hundreds that are because if you're going to do it, you know, your best bet is to get a television because it's. Oh, I've 90, got pl- I've got plenty of them. Yeah, it's ninety nine percent certain it's not going to have any burn at all. Oh, oh, I, yeah. I've got tons, and I was so fortunate. I say I've got tons. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're for about, this is a dirty little secret, but I'll go ahead and tell it while we're talking about it because now now it's completely, it's days gone by. But um, when our recycling center in uh, Shelbyville, where I live, when it opened up and I was going and taking, you know, I'd run up there like once every week or two weeks and take our trash and take all of our plastic recycling and everything, they used to accept TVs. And uh, I got to talking to the guy that was operating the recycling side of it. And Brent, I got that guy to set aside every TV for me for at least two years. Oh, wow. He'd set them over in the corner. And then when I'd come in, he'd be like, go on over and take your pick. 
and I'd, I'd look through it and stuff like that. And I grabbed every 19 inch TV that came through there. <laughs> did, did he think you were insane? Oh, he thought I was totally insane. <laughs> now there were ones that I knew that I could not use because yeah. you could tell by the shadow mask and just the, the depth of yep. the TV and everything like that. It's like that, the, that tube is not going to work for my needs, but every 19, uh, 1980 to 85 Zenith that came through there went home went in the back of my yep. truck and went home and uh, I, I am 100 certain i've got a good tube that can go into that 4600 yeah. the only the only thing about it is the burn is so majestic that, <laughs> <laughs> that it it all it almost oh. makes me feel a little bad for doing it you I'm know i have to have an but aspirin anyway, yeah <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Wait, go ahead and man. dial nine and one. Nine and, and one. if I hit the desk, hit that other one and send. <laughs> Just go ahead and let them know to come on over. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So any, so anyway, the that, majestic that, burn. Yeah, the majestic burn. But anyway, that that's kind of that's kind of where I'm going with it. it. Is is I'm I'm at that point. I realize what I've got to do. I I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with that tube once I once I swap it per se, but uh, we'll, we'll find we'll find something. I, I guess I'll probably just stick it out in my building and just put it out to where I can see it. Where every time I walk by it, it puts a smile on my face. <laughs> that, that's that's well, about how you, that'll go. You should be able to take a um, did to what what rejuvenators do you have you have i know you've got the b and k's do you i'm the one with the send cores you don't have any send cores do you i do have a send core C, do you have the cr was it the 80 beam builder like i've got or no uh, mine's i think mine's a little newer it's a cr seven thousand. okay yeah yeah, yeah 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 okay I yeah i've got that. a cr yeah. seven thousand. Yeah. i say take the setup books and just find something that has the same setup as uh, in the bk world yep if it's a 23 you know it's the same not only the same pinout, but the same neck diameter. Yes, exactly. Thin, thin versus thick. Correct. Yes, yes, exactly. And then honestly, I mean, at that point, it's the yoke. Yeah. And I mean, you might be able to do a little fancy rewiring if you're if you ohm out correctly. But at that point, if you're going that far in, I think I would just pull the purity rings off of it and, and just move change it over. the yoke and yeah. just just bite the bullet and adjust it. Yeah, f- fair enough. It, well, know? the good thing is, is you know, I mean, I can I can devote a little time to it and just work with it with my TPG until I get it where exactly where I want it to be. But uh, that, that's where I'm at. Um, you know, I've got to I've got to clean up the boards. They're they're pretty dirty. I I'm debating on whether to pressure s- washer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that, now now that would be the heart attack on my side right there. Just uh, set them down. Just set them down right there in the grass. Because if you put them on the sidewalk when you're with the pressure washer, oh, they're just they'll skate away. They'll skate away. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, in the grass. That's actually good <laughs> advice. Uh, no, a set of a set of good zookeeper boards nowadays. Woo, yeah, I can imagine. Pricey. Is that baby, the same board pricey. set as the kicks? It is with just a, with just a few changes. You know, ROM board difference and, and just uh, a couple little minor, you know, minor changes there. But they're, I've been staring they're basically at my kick the same. cabinet. I have, I'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I, I, to, I hey, I love I totally kicks. Get it. I, I, I know, I know. It's, it, it is, it is a good game. And I love the profile on those Tato cabinets. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. They're, they're my second favorite cabinet profile besides a Nintendo cabinet. I just, I love the, I love the cut of them. I love the rake of the monitor and every, I just, I just love everything about those cabinets. They're just, I mean, fantastic. it's like a quintessential arcade game yes, cabinet. Yes, yes it, it is. is. It's, yep. it's like perfect for everything. And, uh, 
I would love to. I would love. I was talking with Alex about this maybe two weeks ago. I would love to build a couple of JAMA cabinets out of the Tato profile cabinet. I think they'd be perfect. Do it like a vertical JAMA in one cabinet and a horizontal JAMA in in the other cabinet. Man, dude, you could play. You play anything you want. Yep. I mean, it just it'd be great. But anyway, there there's that. Um, I've got to I've got to determine if I'm going to uh, upgrade the RAM on the Zookeeper boards because they've got the original RAMs on them, and uh, you can swap them over to you know much forty one I think forty one sixty fours. And is it really, is it tri voltage RAMs on those? Is it what I say? You said you can swap them over. Is there tri voltage RAMs? I don't. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. I've, yeah. I've got. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I didn't hear what you said. Yes. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. When you said it the second time, I got yes. They are travel. I've got yes. a, a kicks board that I got from a, a friend of the show several years ago, and I've just I've got everything all set sitting there. Yeah. And it's just like a million other things. Yeah, and, oh yeah. No, I, yeah. I get it. But I'm getting much closer to this now, and um, and then I've got to put a new CPO on it and just and just uh, just kind of give the controls a good thorough cleaning and everything like that and then it, then it goes back together so it, it's it's been it's been good being able to spend a little time you know thinking about it just kind of piddling with it and really i guess kind of quote unquote just kind of spinning back up for it so um the the new website store is not live yet uh and i, I do apologize uh, it's just it was a bit of a low priority while we were you know planning for vacations and what we did you know throughout the course of the you know of the summer with summer kind of winding down now so uh we i mean we've we've had a good summer so i, I can't complain but uh, you know as as we get into fall I'll, I'll log some more time on the website and you know Brent, i've actually had a couple people write in and ask about when is the merch going to go up on the site one person even wrote in from Australia. Oh wow! From Australia. Awesome. Actually, asking about that. Speak, so yes, uh, we are also behind because as I look to the right of you, your left, there's a box of giveaway merch under the under high speed, and oh, we yeah. still owe that, somebody we something. We owe that to Matt Guard. Yes. Yeah, we, we do. I, I need to ping him and get his uh, get his. Yep. address and we're, stuff we're, so, yeah. we're the worst we are the worst <laughs> we're the worst we're the best pretty soon we're the best but we're the worst pretty soon it's just gonna be you because when this aneurysm sets in <laughs> i want to drop like a bag of hammers so, so. <laughs> well we can talk about monitor burn some more if you want to don't make, but don't let me turn the light on the display case so you can see the profile of the panther don't <laughs> A bag of hammers, man. <laughs> I haven't got to use that phrase in quite some time, but that is so spot on. Yeah, oh. so spot on. But I would say, in a nutshell, that that's been that, that's been my time. It, it's been the summer's been good in the sense that we've got some great family time in. You know, I've got to I've got to do a little bit of work on you know kind of starting up here recently back on the zookeeper. So that's that's something that I've I've been you know uh, really thinking about. And uh, you know I guess that's probably the, the the best way to sum it all up is you know I mean I've I've bought a few console games here and there. No, nothing really I guess of note to speak of. But you know just by and large you know, I've been running the 3D printer. Oh I started putting together my CR10. So I I've got I've got that out of the box now that it's not i've not finished it yet but i have been working on it uh some nights while i mean work's been works just work's been work very, very time intensive and yeah. uh you know as after i get done exercising at night and then we eat supper and everything like that i can usually go in and log 30 45 minutes on it before it's like whoo time to go to bed i get on the elliptical and i look at mine yeah i get and it I, and it just makes me think that 
I'm sure a lot of the stuff that you had gotten together for me is probably outdated at this point. Well, because it's been a couple of months. It, it, yeah, it, it could be, but I, you know, something. And maybe this is wrong, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's that wrong. But I'm still going to use that list, and I'm still building my CR10s to the parts list that I had in episode what uh, 90, 99, Maybe I say it wasn't. It was. Here, Nine, maybe it was ninety eight. I, I closed our website after uh, I couldn't find it. Um, <clears throat> pardon me, I was looking for the. I was looking to see if we had a reference to the real deal steel thing. So oh, I could, yeah. when I talked about it, yeah, yeah I yeah. already closed the site. It, it's okay. Yeah, it was uh, episode ninety eight, March. And oh man, I've still got to get that up on the website. But but anyway, that that whole um, you know twenty four of my must have mods for Creality three D printer. I, I mean, I bought all. I bought enough of all of those to mod my CR-10S and I'm just going to build it the same way I built my Ender 3. So maybe it's a little out of date, but quite honestly, I really don't care because I've got the parts all in hand. Well, I was thinking out of date. They're just going to go. Yeah. Most of the stuff is not something that would become out of date. I was thinking the links. All the the links. No, 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 no. All the the links are still good. Because you're not, you're not going to have a massive leap in some of, of, of most of that because a lot of that is kind of hardware type stuff it, it is and it, it yeah. is it is what it is and it's what's there is fair but the 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 jump up in your list it's not like there's a paradigm shift in no. this nozzle exactly no that's that, the that's, point that's yeah. exactly right so and and i do i, I need to get this man I, i'll work on getting this on the website but it's in our show notes and I mean, 90, 98% of it is Amazon links. And so, Brent, if the link goes bad, you just research the same search term the same, yep. and, you, and you just get the new link is what it amounts to. So, um, anyway, that, that's that's been it. But, um, yeah, by and large, that's that's what's notable about, about my time. So, for me, since we last recorded, um, I've done almost nothing. <laughs> Frankly, I've done nothing. <laughs> well, it's all good. And... The, the battle zone that I had for sale has found a new home. So um, I, I heard about that. It, it did the, find a new home. The, the rumor mill ran short on that one. Did it? And, then, and then I heard it sprouted legs and uh, it and sprinted. Yes, yes. Yes, it did. So it's made its way out of here. Well, good. Um, good. And I, I still I have not done. I still have that Mario Super Mario Brothers that I'm building out in the garage. Uh, uh-huh. Last yep. time we talked about it. I was chasing down a monitor problem, which I basically realized was in the chassis and um, just trying to figure out between the revs of the chassis. It looks like I chose poorly. Okay. You know, and I was good. I, I had gotten a chassis out that worked and would resolve my issue. And it's still sitting in there to be rebuilt. I uh, okay. 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 Gotcha. Gotcha. So, and I, I guess. Um, I mean, I'll just kind of jump right into it. And what I'll mention is I've kind of honestly, Whitney dreaded this a little bit. <laughs> and, well, you know, it's one of those things like, do you bring this up? I, I, well, I, I understand. And I, I know where you're going to go yeah. with this. Um, I faced this as well yep. over the course of the show. Um, I dreaded talking about it as well. But, you know, I look at it like everybody that listens. Yeah. I've said this a million times. It's like thousands and thousands of friends that I've never met. Exactly. And and trust me, Brent, they're out there and they're listening and they'll, they'll appreciate it. Um, 
Yes. So yes, I'll, st- I, I'll stop there. So before episode 100, we were a little late on 100 and, and that was, that was to me because what ended up happening is if, if you've noticed the last several episodes there, there's generally, well, I guess not even just the last several, probably almost all episodes. <laughs> there is always something related to, uh, Maxine. Yes. Oh, yes. And that was absent on 100. Yeah. Because I lost her right before episode 100. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I, after she was 13. Yeah. And, um, you know, you know what's going to happen. She'd been with me all 13 of those years. <clears throat> yeah. uh, I had her, we estimated she was about three months old. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, did she fit in a shoebox when she was little? <laughs> no. Well, when I got her, if I recall correctly, she was right about thirty something pounds. Oh, okay. No, gotcha. and so let me think about this. She, this was thirteen years ago. Yeah, I think she was five months old. They got her at three months. Oh, I see. I and see. no one would adopt her. Oh, I got you. Got so you. she was at the the dog, the literal dog pound. She yeah. wasn't at a rescue. Oh. She was at the city dog pound. She was a pound baby for huh? two months. Oh. And nobody wanted her. Oh, and yeah. uh, she was actually she was I, they didn't tell me what they told me without telling me she was on the short list. Uh, they were holding out hope because they had. Uh, spayed her she had all of her shots she was perfectly healthy and they couldn't figure out why no one would take her Hmm. until i showed up yeah so yeah so yeah i think that's so yeah they i got her at like five months now that i think about this they had her for two uh, and if I recall correctly, at five months, she was like 32 pounds. Oh, okay. Got and it, then got when it, I got okay. her, she jumped up. I don't know why I remember this. She jumped up to 38 really quick. I yeah. got her diet stable. Yeah. She's, she's happy, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah. So it was, uh, I, I'd say a good two weeks prior to, it was June 9th when yeah. I lost her. Yeah. And uh, she just, she, I mean, for those that have had pets, you know, especially dogs. I've never had cats. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking cats maybe are the same. Um, you know, they, they hide a lot, but you know, when something's wrong, yeah. you know, when the turn is kind of being taken and yeah. it, within that, la- those last two weeks, it was, it was a rough two weeks and she spent five days. I think it was, uh, in, uh, it was, it was, it was five days in a local animal hospital and then uh, um, I got her back for two, and that was she had two really good days here. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it was kind of it. Yeah, we, you know, yeah. I I knew what the situation was going to be. Yeah. So, yeah. I- anyway, <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I I I just wasn't in the mood to record. So yeah, that 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 was on me, everybody. I yeah. and. It's, it, it's totally understandable. Totally understandable. I, I'm really trying to hold it together here. <laughs> so. and you're doing fine. You're, you're doing fine. But, um, yeah. yeah. So that, that's kind of the elephant in the room. And, yeah. you know, and I, I've, I've kept busy. I've had things going on. And, you know, in all honesty, I just have not been in the mindset mm-hmm. to sit down and uh, think 
past what I need to do for work. Mm -hmm. So I've taken care of other things around here and um, around the house, out in the garage. I've kind of revamped my tool chest and got a new tool chest and honestly kind of did some things that were just a little mind numbing. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) So I just honestly, a couple trips to Harbor Freight and just moving wrenches around. There's there's some therapy in that. Yes. Um. But yeah, that's so. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to pass that on to to, to everybody. I, I know you know if you're a new listener of the show, I uh, apologize. <laughs> I didn't uh, mean to take the show here. Well, but long term listeners of the show, they every they they know that yeah. we Whitney and I have shared things that have gone oh, yeah. on in oh, our yeah. personal life oh, yeah. that affect us. Oh yeah, and yes, a lot of listeners have been to my house have met Maxine. Yeah. A lot of the listeners, our listeners have come to me in it shows and um from listening to just us they they've asked me and you how not you know, how's Grace, how's Jackie, yeah, yeah, yeah. how's your dogs, yeah. how's Maxine? Because they know Maxine is it's yeah. Maxine and I show dog here at the house. Exactly, yes. And so, you know, it's one of those things that I, I just didn't feel right not mentioning, but I also honestly feel not right about bringing it up. Because uh, well, it, I get it. It takes a show for a little bit of a U-turn. But. Well, here here's the thing. I mean, there's there's benefit in processing it. There's benefit in talking through it. There's benefit in... Just uh, just airing it. I, I yeah. do I do believe that there's benefit in that. And uh, as you mentioned, long term listeners, uh, anybody who's invested any time in the show, number one, thank you. Number two, sorry. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, we apologize. <laughs> we apologize. <laughs> How's that aneurysm? Yeah, but thank you. <laughs> and, and we'll we'll say I, I think they everybody in that situation could say that we have. We've always made the show hopefully very entertaining, but it has become somewhat of a soliloquy of our life to a certain extent. And I think that there's parts of that that are inevitable. They creep in and um, they they, they help to keep it real. We're almost like a true reality show. Yes, exactly. (laughs) None of this is contrived. None of it is contrived, and it's it's just part of the human condition is what it is. I mean... Right, wrong, for good or bad, mm-hmm. uh, stuff stuff has has happened and will happen, and hopefully, the show can can be a small outlet of humanity when it comes to that. You know, so yes, so yeah, I just w- I wanted to to mention that so that everybody knew. I knew a lot of people, like I said, um, we've got thousands of friends that we've never met, and uh, I've said it on the show before. We've had people come up to us, both of us at shows, and ask us things about. I mean, they're genuinely interested uh-huh. about us. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's it's so flattering that that uh, first of all that people listen, and then second of all that people. It, it's just great that people come up, and it it it, it makes me feel a little better every time that it happens. Yes, about the world it, it does. because you see so much that goes on so much that's bad and so much that's ugly and you feel so disconnected at times uh-huh. uh in, f- in the last year and a half has not helped no that at all at it all it's not. just it's made it so much worse Ex- in fact across the board across the board and in 
I've come to realize having that happen to me that I identify with hosts of other shows, the shows that I listen to, I become invested in uh, not just their topics, but them as people. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm yeah. just as interested. So, like I said, I just, I, I this isn't a what was me thing. Oh, I, this I, is I, just, I, I wanted to just, to, to let everybody know yeah. kind of what, what's going on. Yeah. And, and that's, that's fair. And I mean, the same thing, um, I mean, Brent, if you remember back, I mean, the same thing happened with me and yep. there, there have been a couple of times over the course of the show, uh, over the course of the run of the show where quite honestly, uh, you know, the, the, the human condition gets the best of all of us. And it's like, I, I can't, I can't record right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, listen, <laughs> no. I, 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 oh, just, yeah. I just can't, <laughs> you know, and it's, and I, yeah, and, and it just happens, you know, so uh, we're just glad to have you yeah. back. That's, that's <laughs> well, thank, thank you. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad to be. I, I'm I'm getting back in the swing of things. Yeah, oh, I mean yeah. it's. Yeah. I, I always just just like happens with. I mean, we talked about over. This is go, this is going to turn ugly. Uh, you know, <laughs> I've lost my mom. I've this that was before yeah. or yeah that was before the show started. Oh, yeah, definitely, most, most uh, certainly. Yeah. So I mean, I know we're not here forever. I know our pets aren't here forever. I know yeah. I, I I totally accept that. Yeah, I understand that, and, and I have ways in my faith to address that. I'm, yes. I'm, yeah, I, I get that, but that doesn't necessarily for any of us soften it when it happens. This is and true. You just, yeah. So yeah, but I, I like I said, I was I was just happy that that uh, uh, man, she, the girl was a fighter. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, uh, like I said, she had uh, uh, she got to come home, and uh, uh, it was kind of interesting. I thought it was kind of you know she missed things because she was away for we we had not been we we we'd been separated as if I do a trip or something yeah but it was a different environment she hadn't gone anywhere yeah I would go somewhere and she would go to a family member's house yeah. And they'd spoil the living crap out of her. Yeah, <laughs> for the time, the, the, the time the, that I was gone, time that you're gone. Like yeah. I never did. You know, I uh, my uh, I've got an aunt that says that if she if there's such a thing as reincarnation, she wants to be reincarnated as my dog. <laughs> but um, yeah, fair, fair enough. She she kind of made in those two days. She made a tour of all of her beds, and <laughs> she had. If you if you stood in my kitchen at just the right place, you could see one, two, three, five beds. Uh huh. There was uh, of there hers. Were, of hers. Yeah. 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 There was yeah. one in the kitchen. Yeah. There was one in the front room in front of the couch. There was one in the front room beside the couch where she could overlook her domain out the front window. Yeah. And then there's a small off room off the kitchen that was a porch at one point in time that was enclosed by a previous owner yeah and uh she had a bed at either it's kind of a rectangular room it's very narrow and in, in the width of the house and she had a bed at either end where the windows were so she could oversee her domain from different angles yeah. <laughs> um and then there was also her kennel in there which was her the safe queen, space which it? was another bed which i guess was six yeah. so yeah. <laughs> this was and that wasn't all the beds through the house but yeah she uh she kind of took a tour of all of her spots yeah and um you know i, I she knew uh, yeah she yeah. knew yeah that's it, it's it's tough but uh let's see yeah 
So anyway, smell, I, like I said, smell the flowers, <laughs> blow out the candles. You know, it's it's exactly right. But the the main thing is, is that it all. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I appreciate whatever you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. thank you, thank you. Because I, I because do. I immediately start thinking about mine, and yeah. it's and I then I lose the words, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well. So, I, yeah, I, personally, though, I'm yeah. getting back in the swing of things. I'm just taking my own time. Yeah, it's all you can and do. game-wise, I haven't, um, again, I just, I, dealing with work stuff, and when work stuff is over, uh, I still stay, I stay, I've always been a very active person. And I'm, I'm um, for those that, that had seen some stuff of me on Facebook years ago. I don't do Facebook stuff anymore. Yes, I'm still, I'm fortunate enough where I'm still getting to go to the lake and I'm still surfing. That's good, yeah. And I'm getting out. Uh, yeah. But arcade-wise, I just have not really been in the mood. I, I get I get it. So. I get it. Well, and, and I think it's I think it's fair to say, I mean, you, you've got to, the arcade stuff is a bit solitary. Yeah. And you've got to be in the right frame of mind where you want, you want some alone time or you want some solitary time when it, when it comes to that. So I trust me, I get it. (laughs) You know, it's maybe honestly, now that I think about it subconsciously, some of it is, is if I'd I'd come down here and squirrel myself away in the shop, turn the TV on and uh, um, I'd, you know, I'd warm up the irons and, uh, she'd figure out that I'm going to be down here because mm-hmm. I didn't come up after about 10 minutes. Yeah. And yeah. I'd hear her. You know, I couldn't tell her I was going. Yeah. Or I couldn't bring her down here. She had to come of her own accord. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but when I come down here, I'd go ahead and fluff the bed. Well, okay, let's just be honest. I'd fluff the beds because she'd have to decide. Yeah, which one. And, yeah. you know, it's just different. It, it Yes. So. Yes, it is. But any anyway. And, so. it, and it will be, but. But yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I well, get I'm it. I'm sorry to take us on a on on a kind of a curve there. If you're a new listener, please, uh, you know this isn't the normal show. <laughs> no, 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 it, no. It's definitely not. It's definitely not. We, Hang we, with us. I we, promise. We couldn't survive if, if it was the norm, <laughs> if it was the norm. I'd just punch the clock yeah. and go. But if you are a new listener, be prepared because yes. we we weave in life. Life. I mean, it. Yes. I. I you know, it, it just came to mind that we are a real, to a degree, Yeah, we are a true reality show. <laughs> when it, comes, when it comes to that. Yes. Exactly. Well, Brent, I tell you, why don't we take a, a, a quick break, okay. refill our drinks, and then we do have a, a smaller tech segment. And you know something? You know what we haven't done in forever and a day? We haven't spent any of your money. And it bothers me. <laughs> it does, that, it, it does bothers it me right now that I that we've not been spending your money expect that to make a glorious return Yay. at some point in the future <laughs> in the near future rather but we do have a couple topics so, that, that we want to cover and then we've got it then we, we've so got the, some feedback and we've got actually a lot of news so here's a laugh real yeah. quick um if you make it into and i know we talk about rec bar a lot because they're friends of the show and, and they're and close i, I yeah. know them yeah and they're good buddies of mine but so when they made the bar that's the main bars in the uh, New Albany, Indiana location, 812, there's a the, the main bar that's upstairs when you walk in and then there's another bar in the basement. They made the bar top and then they put down uh, stickers, all kinds of arcade pinball stuff, bits of pinball plastic tokens. They had 
uh, people from the 502 location, the J-Town location, uh, signed tokens, initial oh, that's, tokens. That's awesome. They put yeah. that in the bar. Um, they reached out to people on Facebook and said, hey, if you've got a group or a club, something, send us stuff. Yeah. They put it in the bar. Do you remember the, uh, like the Donkey Kong trading cards from back in the day? Oh, those, yeah, those top cards. Yeah, and Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtle cards and all kinds of 80s vintage cards. They That's all in the bar and epoxied in the bar. Oh, yeah, nice. Along with a, some broken token stuff oh, we yeah. we are in but our our smiling mugs are in both bars <laughs> and if you see us at a show our when we, if we'll have a setup and we'll have like um not business card not trading card what size postcard yeah postcards. we'll have postcards card size handouts yeah with a little bit of information on the show yeah and one of the ones you made said something like spending Brent's money. Like, what was the I, tagline? Do you remember? I don't know. It's, I'd have to go back and look. Well, I'd have to go back and look it up. I, was, I, I will say this, though. It was witty, catchy, oh, yes. on time, and I can't remember it. <laughs> I like, well, you did that one a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. And so one of the more recent, like within the last couple of weeks, I was in 812 uh-huh. and just chatting about chatting to one of the people there. And they just said, I've got to ask you. What does it mean to spend your money? <laughs> so I had to explain yes. what that meant in context of the show. That's and funny. I, I laughed the whole time about it because it just it, it it stuck with them. Yeah. You know, they had to, it was a good conversation starter. Fair too, enough. So. Fair enough. That is that is hilarious. They picked me out of the bar, my picture out uh-huh. of the bar, uh-huh. and they had to ask what and that they had was to about. Ask what that meant. Oh, that yeah. that is solid. Well, whatever we've spent. We're not done spending yet. I, so, I, so I figured it wasn't ever going to end. So. <laughs> so it's all good. All right. We will be right back. So we are, and everybody, welcome back. Uh, we are freshly bathroomed and <laughs> refilled on drinks, so we're good to go. So uh, we're going to get into a, a bit of uh, uh, what, what we kind of consider our, our tech segment. We mentioned uh, that we haven't been doing a spend Brent's money, and that's where this would normally go, and, but uh, we'll, we'll see it make a return. But before we get into uh, some feedback and then uh, what is just a, a, a bevy of news, I'm going <laughs> to word word, I'm use that word, bevy, a bevy of news, let's talk about a couple of items. Brent, you put one in here for the tech segment, and then I've got a follow-up, actually, from episode 97, which I, which took me quite by surprise. I, I think it's going to be some uh, some interesting oh, okay. uh, discussion here, but you noted ribbon cables in you. Yes. So what... <laughs> So I swear that that phrase has never been uttered before (laughs) right now. So, yes. Ribbon cables and you. So what's up? So I have actually worked on a game here and there in in all reality. I haven't worked on any of my own games. Oh, okay. okay, okay. I I did help out uh, my buddies and they they have a DDR. And, you know, you get into that, you know, games, you know, computers you can fix this right oh yeah well, why can't you fix yeah this? why can't you fix this yeah ddr is a different i mean it's a com- air quotes computer uh-huh. game i mean technically i mean all these have computers in yeah them. yeah and you could even argue that an em is a, a form of a computer uh, but I, I i think it i think that qualifies yeah. yes yes but uh you know 
DDR isn't a computer like you would have like in a Hydro Thunder that literally has a computer case in it. <laughs> yeah. And even if you look at like I've got this episode one Star Wars pinball next to me, the pinball 2000s, it was a computer motherboard and in cards in card slots and it was just in a custom case that fit in the top of this of this cabinet yeah okay okay it was a computer yeah ddr's not not yes got it so this is this is kind of for you because i know grace wants a ddr she she does (laughs) and she still wants one and uh, And grace should have one and the bigger the better yeah right on on. here's the thing right now i I, well, I haven't found one yet. Have you been I, looking? It, well, I was for a while. <laughs> Nick Baldridge actually sent me, uh, gave me a lead on Nick, one. We we know Nick. Yes. Nick is a, um, well, I was going to say pusher. No, no, aficionado. A, enabler. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> that, that. Okay. He's an enabler. Pusher but, isn't the right word. Yeah, enabler. He's an enabler. <laughs> but he's also an aficionado yeah, when, oh, it, when it comes oh, yes, to the DDR. Absolutely, yes. yes. And to Nick's, to to wonderful wonderful nick's credit he gave me a lead on one i followed up on it but it was by the time that i saw his message and i I followed up like the day okay Mm -hmm. it was already gone and i've um yeah, you know, I I don't expect Nick to find my DDR. That I, I don't don't misconstrue anything like that. But uh, I've not I've not seen him post any others. And I was looking pretty hot and heavy for a while, but I but over time it just kind of slacked off, and I have not been looking actively. And and and, and truth be told, Grace hasn't mentioned it in a few months. <laughs> okay, and so. You know we've got, you know we we've got some other things to to solve for at the house. But uh, I, I mean I'm not against getting one. I I truly am not. I it's tell just, you, it's a crowd favorite in a venue, I, I, even I, the I older games. Yep. And the thing is though is that Nick has given me some guidance on what's good and what's better. And then what's best in terms of the different, yeah, game. In, in, in terms of the pads, in terms of the manufacturing, in terms of the uh, the the quality, the build quality, oh, okay, and everything else. And so, as with anything else, that always starts to limit what you're actually looking yep. for, and um, which is great because it's good to get that education. So, but I, yeah, but I, I just haven't been looking, honestly, I, and maybe I just don't pay attention. The DDRs I've seen, at least that have stood out, they've they've all had the same pads, unless they all look the same. And what you're talking about is they're actually fundamentally different if you if you know what you're looking at. Yeah, and, and I think it's the platform in every in several other things. But okay, yeah, so all yeah. the ones I've seen have, have been basically the big like aluminum clad platforms uh-huh. with yeah. the red kind of horseshoe shape yeah bar exa- in the back exactly yes. so is are, are they all the same or are they this is totally off my topic yeah, but I now think, i'm now i'm intrigued i think it's two different manufacturers if i'm mistaken oh. I, honestly i'd have to go back and look at okay. my my nick notes so to speak okay. because right. i actually have a, a page on i don't it. know why i care because i won't i don't I, I won't own one of these but i'm still i'm 
still fascinated yeah, me all of a sudden. Yeah, there's there's two different manufacturers on them, and, uh, and, and they differ in just overall quality and, and some other things. Okay. And, huh. now, now, Nick's probably rolling over going, oh, I can't believe he... Uh, it, the, the man ought to sell hamburger because he's butchered it all, you know, but... <laughs> but uh, uh, that, that's the, that's the high level on it is near as everything I can remember. I've needed, and honestly, reaching out to Nick has kind of been on my to do list anyway, just yeah. to, to kind of help help out my buddies with the DDR as yeah. it is. But okay, gotcha. I just haven't. I haven't had the opportunity to to get there just yet. I, I, get, I get it. I so get it. so where I'm going with this is what this thing came down to, and I, I knew this was a deal at, in DDR is. There's a CD-ROM drive in it, and the game boots from the CD-ROM drive, and it's very active on the CD in that it, it's that's where it's streaming all this music and everything yeah. that it does. It's yep. not like some of the, I think the Naomi games, like Crazy Taxi, mm-hmm. it'll it'll boot from the CD, then it's in memory in the Naomi board, and then it just leaves the CD alone. CD in this thing's constantly going. Okay. And uh, you're going to be surprised. I'm going to tie this even back to pinball. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. All right, but so so I I knew that the CD-ROM drives will go out because they are hammered, uh-huh. and the the games the the general cabinets that are out there they're older. I mean, yeah. several years at this point. What early thousands? Uh, yeah. Yes. 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 That. So the 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 double whammy here is it's not just your run of the mill. I mean, Whitney, how many PCs did you build in the 90s and the thousands? Uh, Early thousands. Who knows how many, uh, right? 30? Yeah. 20, 30, and, something like I mean, I was building them all the time through and, college and everything. Right. And, yeah. and IDE-based 40-pin CD-ROM yeah. drive was a 40-pin CD-ROM drive. It didn't, it didn't just, matter. Yeah, you, it didn't matter. Yeah. What speed is it? Do I want to do I want this or that? Or yeah. How much money do I want to spend on it? They were commodity. Yeah, yeah. And... You can get a thou- 2000s vintage, 2008, 9, 10 vintage CD-ROM, DVD-ROM drive. They're like five bucks in thrift stores. and I mean, they're they're everywhere. They're ubiquitous. Yeah. All over eBay. Yeah. They're just super common. But whatever they did with DDR, whether it was something that they wrote to in specific firmware, whatever, you just couldn't go get a run-of-the-mill CD-ROM drive. There's only oh. certain CD-ROM drives that would work. Okay. And oddly enough, also some DVD-ROM drives will work and read the CD. But it's not like I'm used to with building a computer. You just you plugged it in, and honestly, you just bought it based on how much money I wanted to spend yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. Did it color match the rest of yeah, the exactly. machine? Yeah, exactly. Is it, am I building a black face cabinet? Or yeah. a, a cabinet. I'm thinking arcade. Yeah, case. Uh, case, yeah. Or, is it a, or is it that off... That put, putty white. Putty white. Yeah. What am I building? What yeah, what bezels am I building? come with That's it? That's right, yeah. yeah. So... So you kind of got the double whammy. You choose through them, but you can't just use any one. Okay. I happen to have, as I'm sure you probably do if you haven't already recycled them, a big box of CD-ROM drives. I've recycled them. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. You know, well, I, I took I took them over to our buddy at Bluegrass Recycling and recycled them all. Did you? Yeah. Well, I happen to hold on to all all of them, so I've okay. got a pretty good size box. I mean, in that box, Whitney, there's probably thirty or forty. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And then I have a smaller box of DVD-ROM drives, so I took them all with me. I. I 
didn't recall that I had any that was on quote unquote the list, kind of like the junk net TV list for yeah. tubes. Yep. But there was also that disclaimer: some other drives may work. Uh huh. Well, it gave me an opportunity to test these because honestly, <laughs> if I had a drive that worked, it took it from a three dollar, four dollar, five dollar can't get rid of it drive to probably a hundred hundred fifty dollar whatever they go for on ebay ddr DDR drive drive, you know so yeah i was invested in knowing i i I, where i see this going is obviously made a mistake is what i did maybe yeah yeah (laughs) so very very possibly at the end of the day i ended up actually having a couple drives that would that would run the 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 game so i did learn that but have you sold them yet no okay but they're in reserve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the moral of the story was, the game would boot with the drive that was in it, and then sometimes you could you could move the case, open it up, check it out, even eject the CD, put it back. Well, the CD's not scratched, but it would boot. It was very intermittent, and to me it was like, okay, this drive is starting to fail. Uh-huh. I'm having problems with the drive. But what it actually ended up being was the ribbon cable was bad. Interesting. And, you know, I'd open the case up. Uh, there was someone else that had access and could work on the game at times. They'd open the case up. How, how did the ribbon cable go bad? Did well, somebody... How does a ribbon cable go bad in a pinball machine? Good question. I mean, you would think that it would be somebody folding it, creasing it, poking it. Just... I, I mean, so to look at this, how does how does an inanimate cable go? Quote, I have bad? no idea. I mean, yeah. in a pinball, so in a modern uh, pinball, unless the crimp connectors on the ends get suspect, I guess. I mean, in a pinball, I could see because you got so much vibration, uh huh, and you've got so much, and not like in a PC, you don't have heat, but in a PC, you've even if it's just the power supply, you've got some sort of air movement right. versus in the head of a machine where you have no air movement. None. Yeah. And um, especially if, if it's like a, a deb, even through the WPC stuff where you've got a lot, Williams WPC stuff, where you've got a lot of uh, drivers uh-huh. and you a lot, which generate a lot of heat, you know, yeah. as it's firing all the coils. Yeah. That all just, that, that just sits there and everything in there just cooks. cooks. Yeah, just cooks. Well, yep. when you looked at the cable in this thing, it was kind of cooked looking. Was it was it brittle feeling? It and, didn't feel brittle, but you could tell that the 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 sheath was very kind of discolored. It uh-huh. was like a, a darker gray than that general gray that all those forty pin cables used to be. <laughs> yeah, the generic gray. And it just yes. looked worn. Okay, and and I see that a lot in, in pinballs because in in your air quotes, not your modern like stern modern, yeah, but your yeah modern dmd 90s vintage pinball machines there's ribbon cables all over that you've got ribbon going down to the dmd you've got rip data cable going between all the boards off to the soundboard they you know where do you see the cables well if that solves something that's temporary uh-huh. you know when when i get into the cable receipt game i like to just do one at a time to zero in on what my problem is yeah and then i'll generally let it fail again and go right back to that cable and see if it resolves it then i'm talking cable and i'm talking a header yeah so that that's kind of the point here don't discount those cables in these computer games and in your pinball machines Hmm. um it seems as if the like the the dmd data cable that's a that's a biggie because it generally, in my opinion, it, it's got a lot of uh, uh, it's got a, it's got a a lot of tension on it, and yeah, I don't mean yeah. like like. 
pull taut, yeah, that cable is going to come off the board and generally loop down and hang in the cabinet and then bridge its way over to the DMD. So it's just literally hanging there in the breeze, air quotes, and it's subject to all the vibrations of the game. A lot of the other cables are just point to point. They might only be a couple inches and they don't have that long weight of itself pulling on either end of the header connector of the header connect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That just makes that weaker over time, over 20 years of shaking and 30 years of, you know, all the cools firing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's kind of just went on here. It, it, there were some fans in there. It was obvious that that thing had been open and closed multiple times. And the way that the DDR board works, the ca- the case works, you, when you take the screws off, it opens up like a clamshell, uh-huh. and the CD-ROM drive is screwed to the top of it, so the ribbon cable has to move and flex. Oh, you see. can't just like open a panel up like it's a PC case, and you're staring at it. Yeah, I got so, it. So it opens kind of like a book. It opens kind of like a book. It yeah, does. Yeah. And they also had a big ferrite bead on it, which kind of helps keep down some RF noise on the on the cable. Well, that I could tell it was supposed to have been stuck to the inside or the bottom side of that of that case top, and the the two face tape had broken off. That thing was heavy. Okay. So now you've got that also tugging on the cable, which is plugged into the the DVD ROM or CD ROM drive. At the end of the day, I figured out which which uh drives i've got that work in a ddr so go me (laughs) yeah but it was go go me go me (laughs) yeah but through all of it initially i discounted the cable then i got really looking at it and thinking that okay well i've now i've got to drive my own drive that works but it doesn't yeah yeah as soon as i swap that cable that thing has been bulletproof with the drive that was in it that was thought to be going bad and and as a PC builder from back in the day, building for the family and myself, I must have had 50 of those 40 pin oh, IDE cables. I still got a bunch of them. Yeah. yeah. I just, I jammed a cable in it and it, it it's running like a champ. Yeah. So here, th- there's the point. Yeah. You know, these are in a lot of the games that we have in our game room. If I'm looking at my pinballs here, CSI's got them. Uh, all the, let's see, uh, Adams is going to have them. I'm sure I know Jurassic's got them. Uh, Back to the Future, I can't remember. So at least those games. I know my Episode One Star Wars definitely has them because yeah. there's there's a hard drive in it. Yeah. My Hydro Thunder's got got one. Yeah. And I've got a few other games that that are kind of on my keeper list that's got a PC in it. Yeah. And they're gonna have them. Yeah. So just just something to keep in mind. Um, the PC ones. I, I kind of look at those like PCs, like Hydro Thunder. It's got a literal PC case in the back of it in a computer. Yeah. yeah. And it opens up like an old school, the side comes off and you can look at it. <laughs> I'm not as worried about that, but the it makes me look at the pinball ones differently. I mean, I was already suspect of some of them, again, because of the heat. You can see the discoloration that gets in them. You got certain cables like the dmd data cable that's long so you've got gravity weighing on it and it's bridging between you know the back of the head and the front of the head to the dmd and all the banging that goes on in those machines it's just it's stress on them so i already kind of looked at those with kind of a, a side eye yeah but this little experience here i mean they'd had problems with this game for months huh and it turned out to be 
what was basically a free cable. How about that? Because I have, like I said, I, I, every time I'd get a hard drive or CD-ROM drive, it had a cable in it. Yeah, and just stick it away. And you'd put it in a box. Yeah. That's exactly. how I ended up with a box of them. Yeah. So just <laughs> something funny. to bring up. I, I'm not think, I, I don't think everybody has a DDR sitting in their basement, but the same the concept carries over to a lot of the games that we have in our collections. Yeah, and and I think it's I think it's a valid point because those cables you almost treat those as like a utility function in yep. the sense that it's like well that cable was good when it came out and the cable should be good today even though the game may be 20 years old. You just don't really ever think about that per se. But I, I know just from uh, you know just from some of the research I've been doing even on even as of late on my zookeeper, it's like that one of the recommended you know kind of uh, handyman fixes for those board sets is put new ribbon cables on them. Oh, I, yeah, I was thinking it's yes, got ribbon cables it, it too, does, doesn't it? It yep. does. It has ribbon cables that run in, in as an interconnect in, uh, in interconnect between each one of the boards on the board plate that goes on the goes yep. on the back door that I'd swings open. That. Yep. And uh yeah, com- I mean common recommendation is don't 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 use what came with it because they've gotten hot, they've gotten brittle, they you know they've worked their way loose out of the connectors. Are, are they dual row, kind of like the old IDE connectors, or are they single row like in an MCR game like Tron? They, I think they are single row. If I'm not, I think they're forty pin. If I'm not mistaken, but I would have to go back and look. But they're, because, I don't think they're the cruddy, almost paper ones like n- no Bally used in, no, in the MCR no, no, games. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. They're no, they're not the plastic flat ones like that. No, not at all. The, these these are more like the your computer IDE cables. Okay, but they're just a single. But they're just they're just single. They're, I don't think they're double row. I think they're just single, and so. Um, good question, though. I'd, I'd actually I'd actually need to go back and verify yeah, that. Speaking of ribbon cables, if you've got a, an MCR game, so Tron, Spy Hunter, Tapper, Timber, Satan's Hollow, Satan's yeah. Hollow, Domino yeah. Man. Yep. The if you've got the factory, uh, they look like paper. I they, don't know they how do. Else they're to describe so them. thin. They look like paper. They look like paper. Yes. covered in a very thin layer of plastic. If uh-huh. you've got that air quote ribbon cable, <laughs> yeah. That's get rid of them. Oh yeah, I mean they yes. are trash. They're just trash. Yeah. Yeah, that's Arca- exactly right. Arcade shop sells uh, a modern replacement that's basically like a computer cable, uh-huh. like we're talking about. Yeah, that's just yeah, yeah. A handyman fix it, fix it job, and it's it's just way better. Pro- I'm sorry, I said handyman. That's the wrong way. It's a problem solver fix, is what it is, mm-hmm. and that's probably the better way to phrase that. But uh, but yeah, no, very very good, very good advice. I mean. If you were to have to order those cables today, have you looked in? Let's say you didn't have the benefit of having those cables handy. You're talking about just like an IDE computer cable? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, where would you go? You just go to eBay? I or, guess eBay. See, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. I mean, I've never looked for them on Amazon. I, I bet you could buy them on Newegg. That's probably one place. That, that or Tiger Direct, you mm-hmm. could probably get them there uh, as well. Just your... your- classic computer yeah and, and i know we've said ide several times for folks that don't know what that is but Bef- the current standard for media attachment is so, so dvd blu-ray type drive or your hard drive or your solid state drive in your computer is a standard called sata sata yep 
prior to that, it, the standard was IDE, mm-hmm. and the the interconnect was forty pins, and it was a double row, two rows of twenty. That's right. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about. The IDE cable is a is a forty pin cable yeah. arranged in two rows of twenty. Yeah, and a lot of people just may remember it's just the flat hard drive cable or the flat CD ROM cable. Twenty four inch ID the first listing right here. Twenty four inch IDE cable. Um, a dollar seventy-eight. You looking on, on, eBay, on eBay? On eBay? Yeah. Yes. There, there you go. And I only, I only. But it's ask, five dollars to ship it. Still, fair, fair enough. Um, I only ask because number one, it, maybe somebody needs them, and it's finding some of those vintage connectors is actually a bit of a challenge at times. But I mean, like I say, I I've not had to buy any for a while. But then it, it makes me think it's like, yeah, well, why couldn't you get it on eBay? You can get virtually anything on eBay. Yep, so they're all why, over yeah, eBay. Yeah, why not? Yep. All right. So one topic that I wanted to cover before we get into uh, the mailbag here is I wanted to do a revisit on a, a topic that we had on episode 97. I'll call this the multi-pack redux where we we reviewed on that episode and that was uh, back in February of 2021 we reviewed the current state of the multi-pack kits went through went through all of them I did some research listed out every one that that I could that I could find even we even included some that are no longer in production and just kind of talk through the I guess the pros and the cons as you know as documented and uh, just based on whatever experience I, I know Brent you've got some experience with some as well and mm-hmm. just kind of talk through that well here's an interesting point so a listener of the show his name's mike thomas uh he wrote in and he had uh actually sent in an email and uh, i had a couple conversations with mike back and forth and he was number one brandy was very complimentary of episode number 100 he he said in in the feedback he said i love your podcast listen to all of them and uh, he was just very complimentary so mike want to go on record Thank you for that. Remind me to send him a condolence card. Exactly. And a $20 gift certificate there, to Subway. To Subway or Applebee's. <laughs> yes. you know, yeah, one of the two, you know. But, uh, but Mike, thank you. But again, sorry. But, uh, but anyway, Mike wrote in and he said that he has uh, been developing a brand new multi-pack kit. And he's on Clove. His handle is is any Mike for North for uh, North England Mike, and so or I'm sorry, New England Mike rather, and um, <laughs> North England. No, I was like North, North. North okay, it's just completely. <laughs> it's, it's one of the stupidest things I've ever said. Well, I thought but, maybe he was in the UK. If, if, well, I guess that's possible. <laughs> New England Mike. Okay, New England Mike. Uh, yeah, any Mike. He's, and, so he's he's moved across the pond. <laughs> yes, and back and back okay. and back. So he is um, he's developing this multi pack kit and. By by the details that he has said it is okay to share is that it will run uh, your standard multi-pack variants, and I'm assuming that's pack, you know, pack slow, pack fast, miss pack slow, miss pack fast, and, and, and probably a few others. But he said that the hardware that he's developing this on is going to allow him to develop new games on this multi-pack kit that you can then play on your pack or miss pac-man now he went on to say that it will include um you know auto start on a specific game high score save capabilities pause menu and 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 more so it should be right in line feature wise of the current pack kits but uh i'm hoping that uh because mike is taking kind of a modern 
uh, approach to the multi-pack kit he'll address a lot of the you know criticisms or or, or feedback on the the pack kits from uh from from yesterday or yesteryear now he says he's currently on the fifth revision of the hardware and that he is aiming for a release at the turn of the new year now in the uh email that he sent over he did include some of the technical details on the kit as far as how it connects to the board and um and and really just i guess some some kind of some theory of operation i won't get into that even though i've got the details i won't get into that until the board is released and we actually have one in hand and can test it and then can look at it and then talk about the experience of it as to how it connects and, and how it works and, and everything like that. So I'm I'm super interested in this. Oh, very and, much so. Very and, much so. So if I've, I'm sure I've mentioned this, so if folks will remember on 97, I have it right now one Mike Doyle kit, and I think... Isn't I, that a 96 in that one? That is. Okay. Yeah. And, and I may have had two at some point and let one go with a game but i, I oh, still have a kit you, you treated somebody right didn't you i, I always treat somebody right <laughs> there you go there you go never let it be said no. yeah I, but I, so i had that in my my pack cabaret and i've it, right now it's not in there because it's just back to super pack okay not Got super pack, uh, pac-man plus pac-man plus okay. yeah so I ended up taking it out because I take that to shows and I mean, it's okay for me. I like, <coughs> pardon me. I like the kit. Uh huh. This is not a slam on the kit at all. Yeah. It just doesn't work well for shows. I, I get it because there's too many options. It does too much. It gets confusing to the average person. You've got somebody in there that's at the show that might not be a, an arcade person, or even if they are and they've never seen the kit, and they're just not familiar with all the options and the and way what, and what to do. It, it, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so it's just as easy if I take that to to pop it out. Yeah. And and I've noticed the same thing. Like if I've had people over here for get-togethers and family, it can get confusing. Okay. So I've found that I've not had it in as often as I do. Yeah. Something like what Mike's got going on here. If he's covering the general bases, you're giving me pack miss pack fast low you're giving me maybe super pack oh that would be wonderful if super pack now, maybe now he, pack plus or super packs on a different different hardware okay yeah ma, ma, but, but, or pack plus and maybe a a, a core set uh-huh. My, mike's kit included a bunch I mean, of maze variants yeah see i don't really know that i'm that i'm yeah. that i need that what would be nice is to have pack miss pack pack plus junior pack um i don't know I, what else cape on that board really see, see, yeah. see and that's just it i don't either but i would love for a kit state of the core that, that, yes exactly state of the core but i would love if if one of them could find a way to get super pack on and actually and, and actually have a, a good playing super pack man that would just be wonderful. So any, so I bring all this up because number I'm, one, I'm trying to remember. I'm looking it up if that was even on the ninety six and one. Go okay, I, yeah. you know something? I think I remember talking to a listener of the show. I don't want to misquote. I, I man, I want to say it was Jeff Waldron, I'm, but I'm not certain. But um, I believe he had said something about Super Pack being on one of the kits, but it played, it played, but it didn't play. It wasn't a 100% faithful 
edition of Super Pack. And for that, it's like, well, then it's not really, you know, it's it's probably not really worth, here's worth what digging I, into. Here's what I never did understand about, and maybe this was me missing the heyday of operators wanting hacks of pack to keep the money coming in. To keep the money coming in, But the Mike Doyle kit had a series of pack variants that were based in Chevrolet automobiles. So Monte Carlo, Bel Air, Monza, Corvair, Malibu, Biscayne, Vega, Z28, Impala, Stingray, Caprice, Chevelle, Nova, Laguna. Those are all Chevrolets. Yeah. And I, I, I had no frame. It's, it's, they're maze variants. I have no frame of reference for those other than the kit. So it's a frame. So it's a maze variant. It's a maze variant that I remember. Huh. Okay. But yeah, uh, pack plus, and there's a bunch of pack plus variants in here and it does say super pack. Huh? So I, interesting. And, and I'm not a super pack aficionado like you are. So uh, I do love that game. I may it, not it, know it is the difference. Fun. It is fun. It yeah. is fun. But I would have to, I, I'm just going based upon what a, a discussion that was had. I've never played super pack on the night, the Mike Doyle 96 and one to know. Right. So I'd, I'd have to try it out. All that being said, um, so yeah, I'm super interested. Yeah, so so Mike has been uh, very very uh, good to talk with, and I, I hope to keep the the dialogue going with him leading up to the release because uh, number one, definitely want to do a, a review of this on the show because um, I, I've got a uh, I've I've got a couple things cooking to get uh, to finally arrive at the pack that I've always wanted. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I will be able to talk about that next That's, episode. That sounds ominous. Okay. It, it does. It does. But um, I've gone through, uh, I've got a few Miss Pac-Mans and I've got a few Pac-Mans and, you know, stuff just shows up over time. I, you know what I'm saying? I know. And, and, <laughs> I and, know. and none of them have been exactly what I, what I wanted per se, but I think I think I've done it. So so anyway, I'll get into that next episode. But um, I'm looking forward to trying this out because if this is a modern take on the multi-pack kit, and Mike has been investing so much time in this, and he's on the fifth revision of his hardware, he says that he's actually been working and I don't want to misquote him on this, he's been developing this in MAME for quite some time so that he can have a good test bed for for iterative development of the of the platform itself mm-hmm. and of the support. It Mike has invested enough time in this that he it sounds like he's going to carry this to term. And wouldn't it be great to have a modern multi-pack kit that was number one, easy to get, easy to obtain, Number two, supported by the developer. And number three, on a modern hardware platform that allowed for extensibility. Now, wouldn't that be awesome? Yep. I say yes. I'm on board. I'm on board. So, Mike, color us interested, buddy. <laughs> Faux show. All right. So, so that that's I, what I've got. The only thing I would maybe add is uh, a way to turn the games off. Oh, I'm just sure. a thought. I don't know I'm, if that, that sure. was mentioned. I, well, you know, so the thing about it is, is uh, we can uh, we can talk with Mike, and uh, I don't want to I don't want to go into any more because he he kind of gave me uh, 
he kind of gave me up to a an point. insider's preview. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not so much that. It, 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 he just said, "Play it up, Whitney. Come on, like you're important. Come on." No, 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 no. He just said, "Listen, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with you talking about it to a point." I get it. Yeah. And and the points were the bullet points that are in the show notes. Yeah. And then I stop. And 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 out of respect for his project and what oh, he's doing, yeah. you stop. Okay. So so hopefully but, there could be a dialogue about uh, Mike. Are 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 you doing this? And he's like, well, no. Well, it would be cool to have this. Have I, you thought about, can you do this on the platform that you've got? That's the question. I would, you know, just my first thought goes to on a modern platform with a modern design, modern technology versus, and I, this is not, again, a Mike Doyle slam, but that kid has been, that kid is what, 10, 12, 15 years old. And it, it is what it is. I mean, and it's great for what it is, but maybe a modern take is if you're going to throw the kitchen sink at it, because let's just be honest to a certain extent, Ram is relatively cheap or storage is relatively cheap, cheap. And you have the opportunity to throw the kitchen sink at it, make it, make it an adjustable kitchen sink turns where we can turn stuff off. Exactly. And as we have seen happen with the, the Donkey Kong kits like DK remake, you know, Donkey Kong remix and Donkey Kong junior remix and things like that. Uh, uh, Sockmaster, the person that, uh, his name's John Kowalski, but Sockmaster has been able to add features to the game by extent, by, how he has architected that kit and i'm hoping that there's going to be some of that that uh that, that comes with this as well so so i'll tell you what we will have to wait and see but definitely this is a story that we will be following no doubt about it so uh brenda that's a bit of a shorter tech segment but i, I think it's i think it's uh one that's probably fitting for where we're at right now uh, before I can rev up the money machine again, but uh, trust me, that that handle will turn here very soon. So, um, how about this? Let's take a, another quick break, and then let's get into some feedback. And then we've got we've got a fair amount of news here to close out the show. And uh, we've had some. Brent, <laughs> I'm looking through this, and it's all pinball. Okay, number one. Okay, it's all pinball. Number two. It's a bunch of hot takes. Okay, <laughs> and then number three. Uh, there's one of them that's just a train wreck that has finally <laughs> happened, okay? And then uh, then the last two are actually, you know what? I'm excited to see this happen. So with all that, let's, uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay, Brent, so we have got uh, some feedback here. Uh, this is on episode number 100. And uh, I, I'll tell you, I, I neglected to pull all the feedback. So we're going to have some that carries over in, uh, until the next episode. But this came in through the through the email uh, through the email inbox or the or the hotline, so to speak, and uh, hotline. And so, <laughs> so we'll go through this before so, the, that, that. That was very like. Uh, 80s like <laughs> Sunday, 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 we'll, Sunday, Sunday. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you only need the edge. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. Like, like that's awesome. Pull. Yeah, exactly. Take just... fairgrounds. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you only need the edge. <laughs> it's almost like you go to wrestling or something, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
so, so have this... I ever told you my wrestling story? Mm, no, no, uh-uh. that's a whole other thing. We were talking right before we started recording. I was telling Whitney uh, embarrassing stories from my childhood. <laughs> we're going to leave that off for now. Okay, we maybe, put, plan that. Plan that for another episode. I will not let you forget it. Okay, maybe in a future episode we can talk about. Uh, uh, another Brent and his mother story. Fair enough. Fair enough. That, <laughs> so, that sounds good. That sounds good. So this one, this uh, this particular piece of feedback comes in from a friend of the show and listener, Joe Zinkus. And this is a great email. I laughed like four times in reading this email. It, it, it's great feedback. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to read a portion, comment, then continue on, comment, because there's natural breaks in here where it's, it's, like, it, it, it's like the perfect time to comment. So, so get ready. This is great. So Joe writes in context of episode 100. He said, guys, great episode. I like the arcade game stories. I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, so I had lots of arcade choices all over the place. Mon Pa arcades scattered about everywhere, and one of them was called Thor's. First of all, points for that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a great name. It goes, a restaurant called Spotted Cow that had an arcade on the opposite side. We had a few Aladdin's castles. We had one called the Enchanted Castle. He says it still exists today. Games are us. Pin Pan Alley, wow. he said, owned by Bally Amusements. Nearly, huh. nearly every 7-Eleven had two to three arcade games at all times. He goes, my most memorable one was Galaxy World uh, slash Gala Lanes. I guess it's a bowling alley in Carroll Stream, Illinois. Oh, yeah. Okay. If I'd read for, uh, further, it said owned by oh, Brunswick. Yep. So, okay. There, that makes perfect sense. He goes, it's so memorable, in fact, that at one time I had aspirations to recreate it in 3D. I'm like, wow, that's d- definitely committed. He goes, I'm a SolidWorks user, but not very experienced in Blender or Unreal Engine, but either of those would be ideal for making a VR re- uh, recreation. He goes, Here's the blog I was posting to, and it's called uh, it, it's called Galaxy World Carol Stream So I've not looked that up, but I will. I'll have to check that out. So the first thing that jumps out here yes. is Pin Pan Alley, owned by Bally Amusements. I had no idea that Bally had subsidiaries or, or, or owned locations yes. that they would do this that, that's i'd love to hear to more about this from other listeners because when i think of when i think of your corporate arcades i think of aladdin's castle uh-huh yeah, yeah. and yeah. of course chuck e cheese's and showtime uh-huh but wait but isn't there another that was a, a kind of an aladdin's castle that was like a nationalish yeah um, man what was i know gosh. there was one there was a time tunnel arcade that was there a, was the a chain tunnel. that was around for a while yeah but they, they they were geographic though they they didn't make it out past their the they didn't make it out rent. very far past the past the area that they okay. were at. i don't think they went nationwide but, and i'm 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 forgetting one. I think I thought there oh, was, was a, the, it was the timeout tunnel. That's what the timeout timeout tunnel. tunnel. Yeah. And I thought uh, there's one I'm forgetting. It was a, in akin to like an Aladdin's castle that was a little bit more widespread. Yeah. But I have never heard of this pin pan alley. No, neither. Neither have valley. I. No, neither have I. And so it, 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 I'm going to owe Joe a reply to this email, and so I may ask him if he would expand on just a couple of the, the high interest points here, that that being one of them. But, um, yeah, that's... I, I've I got, mean, and I've got an interesting take on the VR, but were you going to say something? Did I cut you off? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. So um, I wonder the difference of 
like Joe's perception or anybody's perception of their childhood arcade as an adult. Yeah. And what I, I, th- I think I've mentioned this on the show before. I know I say that all the time about a billion topics, but my childhood Chuck E. Cheese's to me seemed huge. Uh-huh. I mean, and, and when I say childhood, I was 9, 10, 11. I, 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 I really don't know. I'm, I'm very terrible with, with gauging time and age, but um, it seemed ginormous. It seemed like, you know, by the time you factored in the entryway and the first room where they had the king that played, it was the dog like Elvis. I think yeah. it was called the king. Yeah. And I remember several tables in there and a defender <laughs> in there. Yeah. And then you got past that and the kitchen was on the right. And then the huge room yeah. where the show was and all the booths and all the tables that just seemed ginormous. And there was a little middleware room. Middleware, there's an IT term. Yeah. There was a little middle room that had like the the little motion rides like the kitty rides like the you sit in the seat and it would ride in a circle yeah. and that kind of stuff and the little carousel and then the main arcade room where i first saw uh uh dragon's lair and i first played domino man and then the side arcade it seemed huge it seemed huge now yeah. i drive by that building today and it's like this i mean how do you put you couldn't put three lawn mowers and a weed eater in that building i mean it's <laughs> tiny yeah yeah so i i, I know in the i, mean, I know, t- whitney it's tiny tiny oh i get it now the the interesting thing about the arcade that i grew up with it was called galaxy of games in, in frankfort kentucky i remember walking into that place just i can picture it just as clear as i'd walked into it yesterday even even the lineup of some of the games mm-hmm. not all of them but i there's certain games that stood out that i know exactly where they were in the line and, right you know where the where the pinball machines were and everything like that but now the Galaxy of Games is a Thai restaurant. <laughs> and trust me, when I walk into the Thai restaurant, it's small. It's, and, it's small. And the Galaxy of Games seemed huge. huge. Yeah. And it wasn't. That's that's the thing about it. The it building, just wasn't. The building that Chuck E. Cheese's is was in is still there and it's divided up i haven't been in it in a while but it's divided up into a couple maybe three or four storefronts and but still as a whole the building is not big yeah one of the storefronts the was uh or was i don't even know if it still lives was like a mobile like a mobile phone like a um it might have been a Verizon store or something at the time, and it was a small one. <laughs> you know, the the whole building is tiny. Tiny, yeah. yeah. It's just it's just wild how how. Our, so it makes me wonder, Joe. Like, if you recreated in VR, what would it look like? Yeah, yeah. Versus it, what it actually was. Is it? Are you going to go like to the building plans and then yeah. just overlay what you remember and yeah. the, or or do you build it to scale as you remember it as a child oh man that it would be interesting to see. <laughs> this place is an aircraft hangar yeah, because i guarantee you if you did it both ways they would be very different yeah. from one another which which in and of itself is interesting you know all all, all on its own um and joe goes on to say he goes frogger I laughed at this. I might have told this story. I have a hatred for this game. I really like that game. He goes, remember the movie? Oh, I love Frogger. He goes, remember the movie joysticks and the arcade owner couldn't play video games because of what happened while he was playing? Well, when I was maybe eight years old, there was a hot dog place nearby called... 
wiener take off. <laughs> and, that, and that is the best name for a hot dog place, okay? He goes, that had a Frogger game and probably two other video games. On my birthday, my older brother rode bikes with me to go eat lunch and play video games. Me being a native, uh, I'm sorry, me being a naive kid that thought the world was full of honest people, I left my birthday card on the table with $15 inside. I'll never forget it because it scarred me, which would be like $40 in today's money. I went to go play Frogger, and when I came back, someone took it. I don't know who takes birthday money from a little kid. <laughs> oh, I'm not needed to laugh at you, Yeah, I, I know. I know. It's, it's tough. He goes, he goes, that's like taking donation money from a cancer foundation donation jar. But he goes, but alas, someone did. It's I was a, so upset that felt like all the money in the world. I get it. it, it I see how you could relate that. I, I, oh, I was, yeah. The, what made me kind of chuckle was the the phrasing because it's so absurd, but it's true. And uh-huh. I can see some, unfortunately, I can see someone doing the, who takes birthday money oh, from yeah. a little kid. Oh, they, they, trust me, they're out there. Yeah. And, oh, and they, yeah. they do it. And they know what they're doing and I, they do it. I get that, Joe. They're, they're, and I'm not going to mention them on the show because of certain friends of the show would uh, ingest, um, make this happen uh-huh. and it would not end well. Yeah. But there are, it's, there are, there's a couple foods in particular that I can have nothing to do with because yeah. of an event that's surrounded. I, I get, yeah. And it's, it's just, I, I, it's like, I guess you and Frogger. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. ruined for me. It's but, but absolutely ruined. It's ruined. I get it. And, and it's sad, but, uh, but it's, it's all understandable. It, there's no doubt. So Joe, Joe goes on, he says, I'll agree the one-off, he goes, or maybe two games separated in a restaurant were more memorable. And, you know, hold on, I'm going to read this, and I, I want to comment. He goes, a okay. pizza place in my hometown that's still there 40 years later in Elk Grove Village, Illinois, called, guess what, Munchies. <laughs> <laughs> so so we've got Wiener Take All and Munchies. This it, is awesome. Joe, this, this email was worth it just for that. He goes, they had a Miss Pac-Man cocktail and a Burger Time cocktail cabinet. You know, as a kid, so long as you had quarters, so long as you had quarters, even if your pizza came out hot, you were still playing that game with one hand and eating pizza with the other. Yeah, he's spot on. He goes, thinking back, it made me sense why the games, uh, why they had games that only required a joystick and not buttons. <laughs> and he's right. I mean, there's there's got to be there's got to be something to that, but. I will say this, the first part where he said, I'll agree that the one-off, where he says, I'll agree that the one-off or maybe two games separated in a restaurant were more memorable, there is no doubt about it. Because my brother and I, when my mother would take us consignment shopping, we'd go into this little convenience store at the end of the strip mall where the the consignment shop was, and they, they would only have one game. But they would rotate it out about once a month, and that's where I that's where I played Zookeeper. That's where I played Astro Blaster. That's where I played Moon Patrol. That's where I played Crazy. Cl- I, I mean, they and I remember they because they, they they did, but only one at a time. They had Scramble for a while. I remember that. And they what they would do is is just it just be one game, but they would rotate it out, and every three or four weeks there would be a new game there, and because it was quote unquote fresh. 
every game made a big impression on me because it's like whoa you know you go what's there yeah Yeah. it's what's there and it's new it's like whoa i didn't know it could do that like and i will never forget zookeeper because of that because it was just so unique you know and and it and it just i mean dude it pulls the nostalgia strings hard i remember going to the bowling alley uh, weekly with my grandparents when my grandfather played in the league and you yeah. walk in and it, literally it was as far as I could see games. Oh yeah. Now I remember a couple games that I played there. Yeah. I remember Excite Bike. I remember <laughs> Star Wars. I remember uh, Mach 1. Yeah. And Moon Patrol. Yeah. And that's kind of where I got my love for Moon Patrol. I get it. Yeah. But that lineup was ginormous. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, I do remember pole position because I remember prepare to qualify, uh-huh. echoing through the hallway. Yeah. But everything else that was there, I don't remember. And there was, in, in the time that I spent there, I can't imagine there wasn't probably rotated in or out, there wasn't 50 different games there. Yeah. I yeah. can't remember any of them. <laughs> but funny. I can tell you exactly the little restaurant where I really got to play Gorf. Yeah. Because that was the game. Yeah. And I remember the Pizza Hut that had a Time Pilot cocktail. Uh-huh. And that's where I really like got my love for Time Pilot because yeah. that's what they had. That's and what they had. Yeah. What, what Joe's explaining here is I kind of call the car show phenomenon. Uh-huh. If you go to a car show that is just ginormous. It all runs together. Yeah. You just walk through it just like you're walking through you're, it. You're n- you're numb to you're it. You're numb to it. Yeah. Um if you go to a small car show things really stand out uh, oh and they're and, so memorable because yes. of that yes and like uh, i i used to go to a, a trans am firebird show in ohio every year and they all run together because the cars are all put in the class with the year mm-hmm. so yeah you see one you know everyone knows the the black band smoking the band at trans am you see one black smoking the bandit style 79 or seven well 79 trans am even though the one smoking the band it was different had different notes that's a whole other story they didn't get pop really popular super popular till 79 where the sales could catch up but they all run together on the saturday night they would go into a local town now this is this was up in dayton ohio's and the tip city is the local town and they would shut the town down and it, they would fill all the street with Trans Ams and Firebirds. That's when it got cool because everything was jumbled up. Yeah, yeah. And things started to stand out. Yeah. A car you'd walk past 10 times, you were like, wait a minute, something's different here. Yeah. Or something's... So yeah, yeah I, I get it, Joe. I call yeah. that the car show phenomenon. I think it's a, I think it's a good way to think about it because even while you were talking about that, I was going back through the inventory of games that was at that convenience mm-hmm. store. And you know what they had? They had Crazy Kong. And I loved playing Crazy Kong because it was Donkey Kong. It was it Donkey was, Kong, very much Donkey it was, Kong. It was just Donkey Kong yeah. different. But I loved playing Crazy Kong. And, and it stands, it's that stuff that stands out. Now, go back to the Galaxy of Games, and I'd walk the rows, and, and some stuff would stand out. Some stuff would make an impression. But a lot of stuff would just be lost in the just lost in the row i guess mm-hmm. is the best way yep. to say it yeah so no i it's it's a great way to think about it great way to think about it so joe starts talking about firepower here so he goes <laughs> he goes firepower might be the first pinball i ever played i remember my parents were at some wedding at a hotel because some of them got very drunk and thought it would be funny to throw wedding guests into the pool because <laughs> they had a firepower near the pool and i remember how impressed i was that it had speech he goes, I never played a Gorgar until I was an adult. 
It's funny how speech is so common in devices today, but back then it was like magic. He goes, I don't remember where I read it, but I swear someone said it cost something like $15 per word back then. Hence why the early games had so few words. And I'm sure there's... I'm sure the $15 was the price of the components or the or the capability of the components that would then add to the, the bomb add, add to the, the bomb. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Joe, I'm I'm sure you're I'm sure that you're sounds, spot on. I've heard a value to 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 kind of correlate with what Joe's saying, but I can't remember what it was. I just remember thinking, yeah, that was pretty darn pricey. And I, I want to say that like in Gorth or Berserk or both they do it they have sounds that they can string together to make a set of words a set of words yes. so it's not a recorded word yeah but it but it's it's a phonetic word but it's not the actual word it's, yeah, yeah there's not what is it is each is is each individual is a is it a, a a phenom phenom help me here it they're they're put together phonetically but you can have the collection of all the sounds i can't remember what those are called individually hmm. that's how that's how gps's work um uh, you know that's when, a good question major barrett actually recorded the set of is it phenomes phenomes i'm um, phenomenal um we're, we're, we're gonna find out keep talking i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up if i recall correctly is an example Majel Barrett, who was the you know Gene Roddenberry's wife, and she was the voice of the computer in most Star Trek it, ships. It is a it is a phenome, phenome, phenome. So yes, if you have a recording or the set of phenomes, you can create all the words in. I'm I'm a, I'm going to say the English language because I don't know if this translates to other languages. It may may also translate to other languages of a root shared with the english language yeah yeah the the definition says it's a unit uh, it's a single unit of sound that has meaning in any language okay it says so there's there are 44 phenomes in english in the standard british model uh english each one representing a different sound a person can make since there are only 26 letters in the alphabet sometimes letter combinations need to be combined but essentially, well, the article is too long to read, but it, it it's supporting exactly right. what you're saying. It's saying with these phenomes, you can make words. You can make words in even different languages. Yeah, okay. You can right, make words. Right. Yes. So like to to continue, Major Barrett did it so that she knew there would be a day. And I think she's passed, hasn't she? Oh, she has. Yes. Yes, she has. But she, her voice could be the computer in Star Trek uh-huh. for eternity. Today. For, Today. Etern- for eternity. Yes, yes. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And thank goodness it can you know because when when i hear a voice in star trek of a computer that's not major barrett that's that's blasphemy it is it makes it makes me mad because it's like you shouldn't have done that no that's not that's <laughs> this is not right this shall not stand but um yeah when, I, i'm pretty sure with like gorgar in firepower you're actually it, it was actually a digitized version of the of the speech Whereas yeah. in I think Gore for Berserker both it's phenomes. Okay, gotcha. But there it's Joe's spot on. It yeah. was either way. It was not cheap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had to look up Majel. Uh, God, God bless her soul. She left us in two thousand eight. Gosh, it's been it, that long. It, it, it's it's been that long. Yeah. Some uh some of the Star Trek Next Gen on Pluto they've started to put in some later episodes. So uh-huh. you're getting in the major 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 Barrett episodes where yeah. she's 
Troy, Mrs. Troy, where she she's Deanna's uh, mom. Deanna's mom. Yes, correct. And um, man, she she that was she was that character. Oh, she. Oh, yes. She played it w- well. Yeah. She played it well. She was that. She and it wasn't in like a. It wasn't in a. Um, a Shatner kind of a little overplaying it. No, she played that character. She no, put, she, she put her heart in. She it. put her heart in it, and and she came across like very uh, genuine yes. as that character. Yes, yeah. yes. The, nothing seemed forced or fake, to, uh, fake in any way, shape, or form. So yeah, she 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 played it. She pulled she, it off. She was she was wonderful. There's no doubt about it. So Jimmy, uh, so Joe goes on. <laughs> he's getting ready to talk about Jimmy Litzy. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. So Joe goes on to say. Because I'm so glad you had bonus audio of Jimmy Litzy. All the anti-theft devices he created from scratch. He says it's amazing what people would do to get free credits or steal the cash box. He goes, I remember how huge track and field was. It was one of the games that truly had replay value because you were always trying to beat your score or your friend's score in real time. He goes, I remember on the long jump. I, I love these stories. He goes, I remember on the long jump, we would try to figure out what the ideal angle to jump was to give us the longest distance which was 45. It was maybe he talked about this from the first time, but I clearly remember the comb trick, which was later thwarted by putting rings around the buttons, yep. which hurt even if you didn't cheat. I remember those as well. Not only was there the comb trick, but there was also the wallet trick as well. We'll talk about that yeah, here in a I second. I don't even know what that is. Okay, the wallet okay. Trick, I'll talk about that here in a second. He goes, I remember when Activision released Decathlon, oh yeah, which, which although not as good as track and field, it was still a good experience. It was an amazing experience for the 2600. No doubt about it. So Joe, you're spot on there. He goes, my brother had hacked a joystick apart, bought a metal, a metal project box from a local radio shack, and jumper buttons to make a mock arcade <laughs> button box. <laughs> All right, so you got to tell your wallet stories, so, and I got a joystick story. Okay, so... Back when uh, Walmart had just came to my hometown, Shelbyville, Kentucky, in the vestibule of the Walmart, okay, uh, they had video games. And one of the video games there was track and field. And my brother and I would go and play track and field in that hot, oh, that hot vestibule in the middle of the summer. We'd go and play track and field. And we had these, uh, and I don't know if you ever had these as a kid, but our our childhood wallets were these Velcro fold-out wallets that were made of like this really tough kind of... Um, nylon? Yeah, a cheap nylon. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I had no, one that was red. Okay. <laughs> ours ours were brown, okay? But we would fold this thing over and close the wallet and then put the we take the we take the wallet, kind of cup it in between your thumb and your two index fingers. And then you would rub that wallet across the buttons, okay? <laughs> and we figured this out. And you rub that wallet across the buttons, and just like the comb trick, you get the button action go- coming and going both ways because the wallet, as it let off one, it was pressing the other one down, and it was perfect, and we, we could own track and field with that wallet. Now... Of course, you're going back and forth like this, almost like you're washing clothes on an old washboard. Yep, you're scrubbing it. You're scrubbing the clothes back and forth. But dude, we could make it. We could make that boy run. I'll tell you that much right now. I've got some of those buttons um, out out in the garage that that Joe's talking about. They kind of they were 
typical like Wicco made buttons, but instead of the bezel around the button, it had the guard. It had a guard oh, around it. The guard just ruined it all. Right. So you had yeah. to use your fingers. You couldn't put something over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, Joe, you're you're right. That those button cards were they were they were just evil. So Joe, I had a, and I may have talked about this when I was going through the episodes where I was going through all of my Atari and Commodore and all that collection, but my favorite joystick on my Commodore was a slick stick. And it's, I can't remember if Wicco made it or Sun now, but it, it's a, it's small. You can hold it in your hand. Uh, it wasn't an overly big stick like those Wicco command bat type sticks with the button on the top. They oh, were, yeah, yeah, they were huge. yeah. They were huge. Yeah. This one would, it was a small rectangular base, probably two thirds that of an Atari base or maybe a little larger standard did, Atari stick. Did it have the orange ball and the orange, had the button? orange ball on the top Bingo. and the orange button? Yes. Yeah. And I've the, got those. And the stick was kind of short. Oh, they're wonderful. And it was a quick throw because the stick was so short. Uh-huh. Well, I sat on one of those once and broke the stick. <laughs> oh, okay. So I ended up taking it apart and the, the centering grommet, if you will, is actually a valve stem like from a car how about it with the top with the threat without the threaded part it's a valve stem body Uh so what i ended up doing this that was fine i actually broke the shaft Uh so i put a bolt through it and then another bolt on top and just wound you know uh, tightened together and it all within a nut yeah and then i just wrapped it in uh, black vinyl electrical tape and made another stick and the head of the bolt was the ball that would have reached (laughs) in and touched the contacts yeah and at that point since i was screwing with it i drilled four holes in it and redundantly wired all the directions with red push buttons from radio shack okay so i could use this as a regular stick or i could sit there and tap the buttons got it and play it like almost like a, a, a track and field a track and field yeah. or like a big d-pad type yeah, thing got it got it so yeah i still have that i have awesome. i have to dig a oh the the holes you, are all you, crooked but need oh, to get a picture of it i have to dig that back out we might have to get a picture of that some some show that would be yes that would be awesome uh joe goes on and he says i don't know how super pac-man didn't do well well joe that's two of us <laughs> Uh, he says, I remember playing that constantly as Showbiz Pizza. He goes, it was also in the movie Joysticks a year later, which only made us want to play it more. He goes, yes, I was technically too young to watch that movie at the time, but at least my mom and pa VH, uh, VHS store didn't check ID <laughs> for R-rated movies. And Joe, Joe goes on and he closes and he says, congrats on 100 episodes. Don't ever stop podcasting, Joe. Well, Joe, thank you. Uh, yeah, the um, thank you for the congratulations, and then the don't ever stop. Because I, uh, Joe, I know that you uh, you are a consumer of of podcasts in this space. I, I do <laughs> know is. that. Oh yeah, yeah, he he is, and uh, uh, that is high praise, sir. Thank you, yes, Joe. Thank to you to ask us not to stop. I yeah, appreciate that, Joe. Thank you so much, so much. So, uh, like I said earlier, we do have some more feedback. I just didn't get to collect it all in time, but we'll have more of it for uh, episode 102. And uh, some, a lot of it was on Facebook, and it was it was pretty solid stuff. Some of it was pretty funny, so good stuff. Okay, so Brent, before we close out the show, we've got to catch up on yeah, just some, this some mind-blowing mind news. I was looking ahead, happened. and this was mind-blowing to me. Yes. I had no idea. 
some news that has transpired over the past uh, two months. Now, I'm going to preface this, okay, by saying such. <laughs> we are sitting here recording this at, at uh, let's say, uh, almost the end of August, okay? Yeah. And we full well recognize that we are, number one, not a breaking news show. Our for, Our release format just does not support the cycle, okay? Number two... Our interests run wide and deep, and so I don't really feel like it's worthwhile for us to dig into some of these topics to the depth that other podcasts will cover them. That's fine. It doesn't matter, okay? That's great. I just like to talk about it, okay? I, I'm, I don't have you know visions of grandeur that that we're the end-all be-all on some of these topics i just i just love to front it and talk about it and just bat it back and forth that that's what i love to do and number three we're always behind because number one our release cycle is is just that and we never ever get the benefit of recording when something breaks okay but actually that happened today because number five that we're going to talk about, we're going to save it for last. But number five happened just today as we're recording, so we'll get to we'll get to speak to that quote unquote as it's fresh. But let's go through this. We've got five items here. Number one and number two are related, okay? And Brent, um, Steve Ritchie left Stern. And he heads to JJP as a game designer at Jersey Jack Pinball. And on that same day that it was announced that that Richie leaves Stern, it was also revealed that Lyman Sheets had left Stern, get this, eight months prior. Oh, wow. So he'd so already been gone He for had been eight gone for, for approximately eight months prior. Okay. Uh, now, what is your take? What, let's take Steve Ritchie leaving Stern and heading to JJP. Um, I've got my take on this. Uh, I, I'm curious to hear your perspective on this. Did you ever expect to hear this news? Did, did you? Did you? I mean, does this take you by surprise, or did you think, uh, uh, yeah, I, I can see that. I, I can see where that that may be coming. It took me by surprise, but. It, to me, I'm I'm wondering, did did he just say, I'm not getting to do the titles that I want, or I don't have the freedom that I want? And JJP, they tend to build, I guess, let's just let's just call it what it is. They build a more upscale game. They they do because it's a bigger bomb, and yes, and they they build a more. Um, <laughs> they, they 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 they're able to cater more to the um to the fantastic let's yes. let's put it that way so it's not that it's not that the their jjp games aren't um aren't ending up on location but they're not built at a volume or to a price point that is limiting you as a designer because the bulk of the games are going to end up on location. Correct. It's you know, correct. My bet is, is these designers are building the games. They're building to the LE, the premium and the LE. Mm-hmm. And then they're probably shedding a tear as the upper play field is ripped off the black Knight that is no longer black Knight because black Knight to me is defined by an upper play field that doesn't exist on the pro. I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I get so, it. So, so because 
the the pros have got to be reduced in bomb in order to make it attractive and viable to location play. I get it. Mm-hmm. So you know, it doesn't surprise me because I mean, Steve Ritchie seems he he would he seems to me to be the type that would want to squeeze everything out of it. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to think back who had the interview with this might've gone back to the old top cast. Okay. And it was the sound engineer from Stern and talking about Steve pushing, which is amazing because I mean, most people know Steve is, he doesn't have the best hearing. Okay. In person, but, um, he knew enough to push when he was designing ACDC that the game needed the sound worked on. You know, he had to push that as a designer versus what my guess was, is was probably a manufacturing decision. Cut this, do that, kick the cabs out. Let's get going. Who yeah. cares if, yeah. it's, if it's a box of lights that's got avatar in it or if it's got uh, ACDC in it, yeah. let's rock. Let's, no pun intended. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. So Steve, that that doesn't surprise me. You know, I could, and Steve's kind of in your face and he's honest about what he thinks, which is yeah. fine. Yeah. I could see him just getting fed up and I've got an opportunity here and I can have some more freedom and, and I'm not as restricted. So let's go have some fun. I, I, I can definitely, I can definitely see that. I mean, I've listened to, I've listened to some other podcasts and, and have heard commentary on, on this, on this topic from, from several people. And I, I think that uh, by and large, a lot of people get it mostly right when, when they're talking about really what, what they think may have been contributing to this. And yeah, I mean, in and of itself, I'll definitely agree with you, Brent. I think there's there's probably a lot of truth to that statement. I mean, it's funny you mentioned ACDC because if you think back, ACDC was 2012, and that and and if you if you look at it, I mean, I, to me, ACDC really starts the ushering in of quote unquote modern Stern mm-hmm. I, in in the sense of when ACDC dropped. That's when Stern felt like they got their mojo back because then you then you get Tron and then you, and then you just and then you get all of these other titles that 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 follow Metallica and you know and just and just a lot of other titles that just really started to build. What was the, right before Ace? Keep going. I'll see if I can. M- momentum in the in the marketplace. Yeah. Uh, right before, I want to say it was. It was either Avatar or Rolling Stones, I think. Oh, neither of those did good at all. No, uh, I I, I want to say it I was mean, I, I want to say it was one of the two. I I'm not sure. Keep going. Okay, with, with, I'm I'm gonna yeah. try to I'm gonna try to look it up on fair, uh, fair enough uh, the pinball database yeah, and yeah. sort it. Yeah, that, that's fine. Um, you know I I do believe that that Steve wants to build the absolute best games that he possibly can, especially when you look at his career as tenure and you look at the types of games that he has made i know that there's there's probably been titles where he would say that he wasn't that enthused about the the overall theme but Mm -hmm. he executed as good a game as he possibly could it was the game he was assigned yeah it was the game he was assigned and then there's themes that i that i just know you can tell that he was excited about and he built just an absolute you know, masterpiece of, of a game. 
Um, you know, I, there's, well, I mean, I, I could probably rattle off a, a few, but whether there are other people's idea of a masterpiece or not, that, that's, <laughs> you know, that remains to be seen. But to me, I, I mean, I, I, you can, you can, you can feel the um, you can feel the investment in the theme in in how Steve executed on it. So, um, there's also been talk about his his most recent games, Black Knight, including uh, Led Zeppelin, not having performed as well as maybe other other more recent games, and maybe that being. A contributor to Steve saying, "Well, it's it's time for me to you know, time for me to, to look at other avenues." I mean, only Steve really knows, and so I don't want to put words in his mouth or or create you know create assumptions or accusations either way because that that's not that's not fair to to Stern or JGP or to Steve. But um, I will say that quite honestly, though, I, I will say I was surprised because even though. It, even though Zeppelin or, or in Black Knight may or may not have been, uh, you know, meeting sales expectations, I just didn't see Steve leaving Stern just because of just time, you know, and just the amount mm-hmm. of uh, just the years of of um, of investment that he's got with Stern in the titles in the games that he built. I just I just didn't expect it. But JJP they got a good score and. Brent, I just hope that we see something from Steve within the next two to three years because right now they're they're building all of these Guns and Roses and they're not building them fast and people have been waiting for months and months and months for their games. And well, uh, I mean, Toy, Toy Story is rumored to be next from Pat Lawler, and I'm, I'm just going to go. Ahead, I'm just going to go ahead and say this: at the rate that Jersey Jack builds games, if and if they're still working on guns and roses and pat lawler's game is next in the hopper then steve is is at best after pat lawler's game we've got years before a richie game comes out of jjp i wonder if jjp's running into the same thing that almost every industry is so you know there's a there's a ford truck plant here in louisville oh there's, oh yeah i know where you're going and yes there are still there are pockets of like there's a there's a mall not too far from me and the anchor store was a Sears one of the anchors was the Sears Sears have gone out across the country yeah so that end of the mall is fenced off and it's full of brand new Ford pickup trucks that's that's the, and, that's the way that several yeah. warehouses are out in Shelbyville there They're are full of Ford pickup yeah, trucks I was gonna say there's pockets of uh-huh. them all over uh, this part of the state and southern Wait, Indiana waiting on ICs and they're yeah for the it's something in the dash yeah that's and exactly right. they're, they're just waiting yeah um i know some of the pinball vendors are having hard times with suppliers yeah and, and they're the, extending wait times right. and runs the, and everything the whole world is jacked up yeah you yeah. know and, and it's we can discuss and debate to the proverbial cows come home the the causes are you know the the things that's led us here and yeah. why and how and who and what but at the end of the day we are where we are right I, so that's probably my bet is is why the guns and roses are behind uh, you know yeah but they're also still that you know they're they're doing wonka which is not a wide body game right so i i didn't at one point they say they were going to start to shift and also do standard body games? Uh-huh. Yes. Correct. So, correct. you know, something like a Wonka, it's still kind of pricey, but 
you're you're looking what I guess in terms of toys and dollar, you're more in that stern premium range. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Where you can start maybe touching that more of that location market yeah. at, a, at a better price point. Not not a specialty location like a free gold watch or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, but so that's why I'm thinking more designer. More designers, more freedom. Somebody that's not afraid to try some things. Yeah, bigger bomb yep. to 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 do those tries. And so, yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be an interesting time period between now and whenever Steve's game is announced, and then the time before it starts to hit the streets. I, I mean, here we are. The you know we're we're two thirds of the way through twenty twenty one. I I hope we see Steve's game by the end of twenty twenty three. Quite honestly, so at this point, it looks I hope. like it, to circle back. ACDC Pro was twenty twelve. Tron was twenty twelve. Yep. Uh, Tron twelve. Uh, Disney Tron Legacy Third Edition. So if I s- slide back, oh yeah, the first Tron was twenty ten. Yep. Uh, or t- excuse me, 2011. 2011, 2011, 2011 yes. 2011's Rolling Stones. You also, you had some hits and misses. You had Transformers, which was kind of middle of the road, yeah. hit, hit slash miss. ACDC, which was a hit. Yeah. Tron came back, hit. Avengers was kind of middle yeah. of the road, but yeah. more of a miss. Yeah. Um, ACDC again. X-Men, which was a miss. You know, we're into 2012 at this point. Yeah. You know, all yeah. around... Uh, Metallica 2013, <laughs> pardon me. So yeah, you're looking at the, and then Star Trek, of course, 2013. So yeah. you've got some low points, but you got some pretty freaking got, high you points. You got some some really good high points yep. too. But yeah, that, that's true because yeah, Tron got the got that third run, and it seemed like it had just really taken off by that point as well. So yeah, it's. IPDB lists in 2013, uh, Disney Tron Legacy Fourth Edition. Even up into 2013. Wow. Okay. Mine, yeah. Mine's from the third run. I know. I know that. When so I bought 2012. Mine. That's yeah. listed as 2012. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, now let's talk about Lyman Sheets leaving Stern, and the fact that that was that news was kept under wraps for as long as it was, and right now, Brent, as of the day that we're recording here in August of 2021. It has not been announced, or uh, I guess it, it's not made public where Lyman actually is and what Lyman is doing. Now, has he left the industry? Don't know. Is he is he contract developing for another for another pinball manufacturer? I don't know. Had a role other than just development at Stern. Wasn't he some kind of director of some one of the areas? I mm, thought he had a, or was I, he just still doing code? I, I don't know. I, I mean, of course, we're we're always going to. <laughs> I think we're always going to associate him with you know, being essentially one of the most prolific and best best uh, developers that Stern is, that Stern had from from a game and in a rule development standpoint. But um, I, th- that that I don't know. That I don't know. I, I'm just surprised that this was kept a secret for as long as it was, and. Uh, and that it, that it didn't leak until this other news uh, was broke as well. I, I don't know. Lyman Lyman did he did 
such good work at Stern. I mean, Batman 66 and Elvira and just, I mean, just I was actually going, going to look and see when the last game he worked on. Was. I, th- I think, I think it was Elvira, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Elvira's house, you know, sort of by date. looks yeah. like it, Elvira. Yeah. Yeah. Elvira's house of horror. Yeah. And, and then you just roll backwards from there. I mean, Batman 66 was one. Uh, prior, man, I'd, I'd Walking have to, Dead, ACDC, Metallica. Yep. Yep. I mean, he did a lot of stuff at Williams. He did a lot of stuff at Data East. Yeah, I mean, his, I mean, his oh, resume. He, he is didn't just do as much crazy. at Williams as I thought he did. He did. I knew he did uh, uh, Monster Bash. He did Medieval Madness. Yeah, and he did Attack from Mars, which got the Midway name stuck on it. Yeah. But I, I mean, look at look at those titles that he's got under his belt. Just. Absolute, he did Maverick the movie. I mean, you. What do you do crazy. after you top out with Maverick? <laughs> he did uh, Iron Man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Did Iron Man. I mean, what do you do? I mean, uh, you you try to get on with Riverboat Gambler and you know call it a call it a, I mean, know, so, a done deal. So coder wise, I mean, they've got uh, Dwight Corey, uh-huh. and I think there's one other person who's Ta- Tanyo Tanyo Kleiss, and yes. um, they've got uh, there's. Um, Oh, what? I mean, that's not to say that that any of those Dwight, Corey, Tanya, any of them oh, aren't aren't Lyman level. No, they got coders. They've but, got they've got Raymond Davidson as well. Uh, he he's he's probably the newest add okay. to their to their staff. And then, um, oh gosh, there's one other person that I'm completely forgetting. Lonnie Rob. And then they've oh, got Lonnie yeah, Rock. Yeah, yeah. I forgot okay. about Lonnie forgot. Rock. Yep. So they've actually got a good stable. They do. They, they got a good stable of developers. But it, I, I guess maybe with, Lyman had the title where he was like the manager of development. It seemed like be. it seemed like uh, Lyman had a had a title other than a, just development. Yeah, like he was head of the department. I could be wrong. It, it very well could be. You know, from from this standpoint, we I know guess people that can correct us. We do. <laughs> that is true. We do. I, I guess the the thing about this though, it's just the optics of it all is really to, to use that phrase. Yes, okay, there you go. It's it's just the perception of wow. Stern Stern gave out gave gave out two of their most treasured resources, and um, where where they it, 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 what's what's going to happen next? I mean, uh, nobody knows, but. I, I, I don't know. I just hope everything's okay because you want to see a good thing continue to go. And I know people move around. I mean, it's just it's just part and parcel of, of just what people do. But they had but, been at Stern for so long. Yeah. yeah. And when they've been there for so long, then, then it does cause you to ask, is there something else going on? And the eight-month thing is what kind of... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know what? He could have just retired, and he could be on an island. He could be, you know, and maybe he, maybe he's just done. You know, he's like, listen, I'm just going to take a break. Maybe I come back as a developer. Or, I'm sorry, as a contractor in 2025. Maybe. I, I, who knows? Um, I, I am kind of curious though to see what happens with some of the games that he did work on, like Batman 66 or Elvira. What happens to them from a code standpoint? Uh, even ACDC, uh, it, it's got one unfinished, uh, you know, mode at the very end of the game. Oh, does it? That, still? Yeah, yeah. Oimania that people have been waiting on Lyman to finish for years and years and years that never, uh, you know, that that just never materialized. And and even on the pin side, uh, you know, ACDC thread, it's like, man, there's it, all, all was, hope, all hopes are now gone. Because, I was looking at Elvira, and it, the only IPDB only lists, you know, because like, um. 
se- several games have uh you know like a main developer which would be like a lyman or yeah. a help me here maybe a lonnie yeah and then some of the up and coming developers would be a secondary developer on that game yeah. at least as i understand it just based on the names and how yeah. long i know those folks in the industry yeah but elvira's just got uh lyman listed yeah that's it that's it and let's see what acdc's got probably yep just lyman just lyman yeah yep so it's uh it's just one of those things where it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds it's so like you look see like i'm looking now on pin side at mandalorian which is a current game now that's dwight yeah and that's probably what dwight probably Corey. um uh, good question don't know I, th- uh, I think Dwight talked about Corey. Corey. Corey worked on it some. It says Corey, Dean Grover, Dwight, and Mike. And I'm I'm going to destroy Mike's name. It's K Y Z I V A T. Huh. So I, there's four people listed on okay. on that. Well, then I, I think what that goes to show is that that Stern can still do what Stern needs to do. Mm-hmm. It's just it, it's just got to hurt to lose Lyman when it when it comes to that but hopefully at some point the story's told and we'll at least know uh you know we'll at least know a a bit of uh you know a bit of what what went on i'm just amazed like you said eight months yeah that's this is the largest little community i've ever participated been a part of yeah and for that to stay under wraps for that long that's that's impressive now number three brent um this is just an absolute and utter train wreck is all this is and i included this because this news broke this is skip b level uh oh it's it's plus it's plus actually plus when you think about the misappropriation <laughs> they of funds at, they looked at skip nuts. b and said here hold my diet coke yeah exactly <laughs> hold my drink because here's what's going to happen next so deep root pinball and and just the absolute uh train wreck that this story has turned into is in the news so robert mueller uh principal is now under investigation by the security and exchange commission the sec and has been charged with fraud and so just to set the stage on this deep root pinball as a company okay i'm reading this i know go ahead yeah i'm just trying to absorb it yeah yeah and and i and i did pull out three little paragraphs that i want to read not because i want to bore people but because it's like you've got to hear this to understand just the the extent of the messed up that is going on with this story so I'm sure at this point everybody understand everybody's familiar with the the story of Deep Root and, and Robert uh, positioning Deep Root as as the the company that's going to take down every other pinball manufacturer. We're you know we're going to do it better, faster, more, and and cheaper, and and all of that. And um, none of that actually none of that wound up materializing, unfortunately. And uh, it's it, it's a shame how this looks like it is ending. So so Deep Root Pinball is a subsidiary of Deep Root Tech which is then in turn funded by the Deep Root 575 Fund, LLC, and the Deep Root Growth Fund, LLC. <laughs> now, these are two funds that have a combined total uh, amount of assets neighboring right around the, 59, the $59 million mark. So is this and, funds as in like stock funds? Yes, investment funds. Investment funds, Investment funds. Now, get this. Now, this is taken straight from the SEC report, Okay. 
So that's a lot of money. Oh, it's a lot of money. So according to the report, Robert used the vast majority of the two funds assets, virtually all of it. Now get this, get this virtually all of which came from investors in the 575 fund and the the deep root growth fund like a piggy bank to fund Mueller's deep root affiliated businesses the relief defendants now uh, all of those relief defendants uh, I, I had to uh, I had to to get a bit of an education on this and Dennis Creasel over at the the eclectic gamers podcast actually noted that the relief defendants are essentially a company like deeper which is not affiliated with the funds but just was the recipient of money from the funds to fund their operations okay not that they did anything wrong so that's not a legal term relief defendants that's a company uh, I understand it as uh, as a description of an entity that is downstream oh, from okay. from the funds themselves. Okay, okay, um, because it's the it's it, that 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 term is plural. The 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 affiliated businesses, the relief defendants. It's it's like a term. Oh, it's, the, it's like a term that describes the businesses that like are downstream. Like a piggy bank to fund Mueller's deep root affiliated businesses comma the relief defendants yes, the downstream the, the downstream yes so indeed Mueller funded more than 30 million dollars of the funds assets to the relief defendants meaning any one of the downstream businesses uh, in a in non-arms length transactions whenever he determined the relief defendant businesses had expenses that needed to be paid like payroll or like R&D, I'm sure. And he did so without any analysis as to whether such transfers constituted suitable investments for his clients' funds, okay? This, uh, this is crazy. So, so eventually, this is a Ponzi scheme is so what this has turned he's into. Got, he's got two LLCs, two um, investment, investment fund. funds, Deep Root 575 and Deep Root Growth Fund yeah. that he manages. And then he turns around and takes that money from investors, which in both people like me, you and whoever had invested in to a tune of almost $60 million. And then at the drop of a hat decided to, to feed that money to his downstream businesses which yeah. all happen to share the name deep root exactly and, and, and that makes it really easy for the sec to trace it <laughs> it does it does I, you know, hey steve <laughs> google deep root see what shows up see what shows up and here we are now get this he goes additionally the sec filings uh, claims robert used investor money like his personal bank account to quote pay hundreds of personal <laughs> expenses including his daughter's tacos on Tuesday tacos yes his daughter's private school tuition vacations with his family his second wedding his second divorce <laughs> his third wedding jewelry from uh, jewelry for both his second and third wives including engagement rings and wedding bands for both other lifestyle spending for and by his family and to buy a condominium in Hawaii <laughs> Now, as a result, the SEC the SEC's prosecution claims Mueller and Deeproot, both investment advisors, directly or indirectly employed a device, scheme, or artifice to defraud clients or prospective clients engaged in transactions, practices, or courses of business which operated as a fraud or deceit upon clients or prospective clients and otherwise engaged in acts practices or a course of business which were fraudulent deceptive or manipulative now i read all of that because you've got to hear it 
to understand the depth of the depravity going going on there. And you know, I just feel so bad for the people like Steve Bowden that were employed at Deep Root to do a job and this all comes crashing down. It, 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 they they just the poor the poor people they just don't deserve that. So how do you get to a point where you've talked so many people into up and about sixty million dollars into your investment companies, and you're you're squirreling around in pinball? I I, I don't I don't know. That, I mean I mean was it just it. a hobby know. and he thought well I'll do this on the side because I've gotten away with. You know, two weddings and a bunch of wedding bands and uh, and a whole and a, a condo, condo in Hawaii. Condo in Hawaii, and yeah. I like pinball. So yeah. I'm gonna I, I, today. I'll do pinball. I'll, I can do it I'll, all. I'll start a pinball company. I, that's right. I can do it all. I I don't. You know, Brent. I don't know because. I mean, there's other deeper ventures. There there was a deeper media company and and others that just didn't seem to make any sense and then you have to wonder how can this one person be funding all of these companies and it's like well now we know where the where the money all came from and think about the people that were defrauded as the as part and parcel of this process i mean these were retirees or people that gave up their life savings invest your money but i've been actually investing your money in all my folly in 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 all of my folly that's that's that is a great way to say actually ponzi did not intend initially to be this to he he genuinely thought if i remember correctly he'd found he'd was working the math on uh, not tax stamps because they, there's also been schemes that where, you, where you do it with tax stamps. Like a, a tax stamp is worth, you could buy it for this and turn around and transform it through that and it becomes worth this yeah. more money. Yeah. Um, but he, it was, uh, was it currency conversion? I, but his intention was he, he just couldn't get, he could, he kept thinking he could get it, make it work, but it, it worked but on it, paper. Yeah. But it, it but it wouldn't yeah. work in real life. He never intended intentionally to, to his first scheme to fail. Yeah. He wasn't out to, to defraud, to defraud. Yeah. But it failed. And then that has, that's how we've gotten the term Ponzi it's, scheme. Yeah. It, it's interesting. And, and I have Any, uh, anyway, now I, it's a deep root. Now, yes, exactly. And I have read quite a bit about this, and um, I'm still I'm still amazed that this went on for as long as it did uh, before before this this news this news you know comes out and and is uh, brought to light. But for all the people that have ordered Raza and uh, have given money to Deep Root, I'm sure that 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 just became a donation. Yeah, that's a what drop that in became his bucket to. if he's playing in the, yeah. in the tens of millions. It, that's exactly yeah. right. And uh, of course, you know, there's been so many delays to uh, to Deep Root's uh, story and in them being able to produce the games that that they have since collected at least deposits, if not full price for. Uh, I'm sure under certain circumstances it might have been both. Um, it, it's it's just a shame because now, I, I mean, Brent, you don't. I, I don't see how you recover from this. I, I don't see how you pull the business back out while it's still associated with the person that took it to this extreme. Yep. So now it seems like Deep Root is going to be lumped into that that group of companies like highway pinball 
to some Skit extent, B. to some extent, Dutch pinball, Skit B, um, Suncoast pinball, and others that just did not did not uh, Ram make contr- it right. Do, you don't remember the Ram Control saga? Oh, I remember the Ram Control that was saga. Before well, we started the show, yes, yeah. it was definitely Ram before controls. we started the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And for anybody who's not familiar with that Ram Control, that whole saga was something that was happening over on the arcade reproduction parts side of this hobby uh on uh on clob the clob forums where people were being defrauded left and right for what were extremely high quality parts that they paid for that never shipped <laughs> and some people may have gotten some of them but everybody didn't get yeah. all of them and then when he went out he went out with a bang and he was doing air quote reproduction star wars vector cockpits yeah and just crazy he stuff. took a bunch of money then evaporated then evaporated yeah just it, just really really sad and you know it's I mean, I don't really know what I'm looking for here from a discussion standpoint, other than the fact that it just bear it just bears good to to acknowledge it and to talk through it and just say I, I hope that I hope that for those that were involved in deeper pinball that uh, especially the ones that are still there, I, I hope they do okay and um, I hope everybody lands on their feet in in regards to the people that were just trying to do a job. And it, it's a shame that that this this burden's got to be carried over over top of all of that. Um, but uh, yeah, will we still be talking about Deep Root a year from now? I, I'm sure in some way we might. But uh, it certainly won't be for the machines that they produce, and that's that, that's <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> um, number four, Brent. I I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I don't really know. I, I mean, I'm glad to see this happen. I, I just don't have enough uh, seat time with this game to really feel one way or another about this. But Chicago Gaming Company has announced the remake of Cactus Canyon, and they announced this this past week. And um, it seems like this is uh, th- this is imminent. And so, have you ever played Cactus Canyon by any chance? Do you? I mean, do you have any time on this game? At I want to say that at one of the v- very first SFGEs, there was a Cactus Canyon. Th- there was. I remember and it. That's the, that's I, the only time I've it ever was right played next it. to a Big Bang Bar, or two di- two or three down. It was. Yeah. It was very close to a Big Bang Bar. Yep. 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 And uh, that's the only time I've ever played it and gosh that was that the did sfge make it one or two years at that first hotel two two years at the first hotel so i i want to say this was the very first year it was the first year it was the very first year yes so that's the only don't even ask me when that was but that's the only time i've i've played it yeah yeah, it's same for me. I've never, I've never played it anywhere else. Uh, so, I mean, due to that, I don't really have an opinion on this game one way or another. But uh, I, I mean, in just talking with some other folks, it seems like the interest level on this is extremely high, just just due to the rarity of the game and the fact that uh, apparently CGC is going to um, release this with enhanced code to i guess kind of quote unquote complete the game so to speak and uh and and give it give it more playability and better playability uh while still staying true to the uh, to the i guess the the first ver- the first run of cactus canyon so have you gotten time 
to play a Medieval Madness remake or a Monster Bash remake or a Attack from Mars re- remake? Have you gotten any time to play the CGC games? Not the Attack from Mars. Not Attack from yeah, Mars? I've played okay. a few... Um, uh, medieval madnesses and i don't think I, i've definitely played several me- medieval madnesses medieval however whatever the plural yeah. medieval madnesses yeah i don't think i've played a monster bash though okay oh we well we played a monster bash remake uh at the last uh grand old gamer expo they, they had one there did we i th- yes it was back over in the corner. I'm not I'm, sure I played it. Oh, you may not. Yeah, have. I may I, not have played it. Yeah, I, I definitely played it a few times. But I may have just walked by and not noticed that you know that like the Williams logo wasn't on it, and yeah. just thought it was a, a. And not that I'm dissing the game. I know it's a a great game. Yeah. But I've got access to one, so if yeah. I want to play it, I can play it anytime. I I was looking for something I. I couldn't. The, the, yeah, didn't have normal access. That you didn't to. have normal yeah. access to. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. And, uh, and and so I mean, I've always had a high regard for what CGC has done from a or from a hardware and a build quality perspective. And I have, uh, I, I've said this, I think, to to more than a couple of people. I feel like I missed out because I would love to get a Medieval Madness remake, and they're not running them right now. But apparently, when they announced. And not to not to not make this about Texas Canyon, but <laughs> apparently when they announced this, they said that they were going to do another run of MMR in 2023. So I guess that's what we're out. I guess that's what we're out to Gosh, now. Schedule well, you know, yeah. if they're looking at the games they've got to come, and then maybe even factoring in some parts availability issues. Yeah, it's sad. More t- we're in August of 2021, and and it's like oh 2023, awesome. Yeah, I'm in. You know, <laughs> put me down. I'm I'm good. You know, so it's uh yeah. What what a what strange times do we live? Um, <laughs> you're like uh, yeah, exactly. Uh. I'm looking forward to this. I'll, I I feel like this will make this game much more um, much more I mean, available to play, and for that I, for that I'm excited about it. But but it truly is hard for me to build up a lot of momentum and enthusiasm for this when I have so little time on the game. I just don't know it. But but I am so glad that CGC has announced it and they're moving forward. They're doing something. I'm just wondering what a 2023 monster bash will cost. Oh man, who knows? I mean, at the, at the way the economy, the, the the pace the economy is going right now, and at the way supply chain is working, it'll be gonna, it'll be sixteen thousand dollars. It's gonna go fourteen, yeah. but okay. Yeah, exactly. Let's go sixteen and just be happy when it's just fourteen. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So. So there, there we are. And, um, and Brent, the last one that I wanted to make note of, and this took me by surprise because I was not expecting this whatsoever because uh, Multimorphic, and this news just dropped today, Multimorphic has been teasing an announcement of a licensed game coming up. And I thought that this announcement was going to be, or this this drop like was going to be that announcement. But this feels almost like a uh, interim announcement. But today, uh, August twenty third, Multimorphic has announced the availability of a new game called Sorcerer's Apprentice for the P three platform, and this is a retheme of Cosmic Kart Racing. So. so- Let's let's think about this for yeah, a second. So, is re-theme your word or their word? 
I when I read the when I read the press announcement, I believe it is their it is their word. Okay, I believe. that's interesting because like I'm going back to the time I spoke on the show with I just went with blank Jerry Jerry yeah, and we were talking about like um, uh, Lexi Lightspeed. Yep. And he was talking about the platform. And I said, so basically you could get to a point where someone takes that upper play field. So if you haven't seen a multimorphic game, the lower half of the play field is a display and the ball rolls across that and the ball is tracked. So the software that can be written to make that lower play field interact with the ball. Okay. Okay. So real quick. I do want to say retheme was the word used in the in the article from pinballnews.com. Okay. I don't know if that is multimorphic's okay. word, but that is the word that's used in the article for the for the press release. Okay. Yeah. So my point there is that like when we were talking about Lexi Lightspeed, we were talking about what what you could do with the game. So the lower part of the game is a display. It's got pop bumper or not pop bumpers crud. It's got um like floating slingshots and flippers and they work really well for not having they're odd looking but they work really well because they have to float over the play field which is basically a display with Uh with um acrylic or whatever's over the top of it i'm sure jerry's probably like oh my gosh no (laughs) uh but it's it's not you're not rolling it over a monitor there's a monitor underneath whatever is there that that can withstand the ball Right. So the point Correct. being is, is you can write software to do what you want on that lower play field. The ball is tracked, so the ball can interact with objects that you write in the software on that display. Then the upper portion of the play field is interchangeable. So you can design toys or ramps or whatever that are drops or th- it, a lot of uh, I see it that I think is maybe a default because it seems like they're in a lot of the games that that border between the display and the upper play field are these sort of drop not drop targets but re- targets that can like scoops that'll raise and lower yeah that'll interact with the, the, the interact with the ball they're part of the game yeah all right so as we were talking way back whenever we had this interview he was talking about basically the open source for lack of a better term ability that you have in the p3 platform and with this platform overall in that like if you had the upper playfield portion from an existing game there was nothing stopping you from writing your own code to reuse that in a way that worked with a, a totally new game just that upper playfield that physical part of the of the of the pinball machine you could you could double dip if you will okay so you could buy a game package that is the side art the software and all the pieces that drop into that upper play field that are unique to that game or if there's a game out there that's adopted and you know that a lot of people happen to have a la maybe a cosmic kart racing already have those physical components that's the upper portion of the game you could write new software completely different game that also just happens to use those same physical upper playfield components so i wouldn't call that a retheme per se because in you're only using those those I, i i don't want this to sound contrary but you're only using those few assets that are those upper playfield pieces 
to redesign a, a completely different software package that could use them in an entirely different fashion also factoring in that you're changing the lower half to maybe a little more than half the play field with this new software package yeah does that does that make sense it, it, it does it, it does I... so i i think retheme <laughs> is they're selling it short to me i think that's a win because if you've got people that have adopted the multi multi-morphic platform uh-huh. and bought the bundle because if I recall correctly, you could buy a bundle for Multimorphic that was the base carriage, the base cabinet, and a game or two or three. So you had the software in those upper playfield pieces. Or you could buy, I just want Cosmic Kart Racing. Correct. Either way, Cosmic Kart Racing is out there. So the physical asset that makes up the upper portion of the playfield is out there. Yeah. So I could write you a software package to sell you or license through Multimorphic, and I could make it more enticing because well, I already own the physical piece, so I don't have to buy that again. All, all you need is just a, a low-priced game to add on to. It. Relatively speaking, yes. 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 So this is kind of coming into to reality what, what Jerry and I talked about on the show however long ago. That, that was right after Expo, so that was probably back in 14. And I know that was, what, six years ago at this point, but the platform was really new. You know, he was just really demoing what you could do with it. He had uh, fairly good working representations of like Lexi Lightspeed. And he was talking about Cosmic Kart Racing. I don't even think he had Cosmic Kart Racing as a demo at the time. It was more of a concept. Could be wrong. But, you know, it's taken a couple years to, to get these out in the market and to do it well, which I think Jerry's doing. And to me, this is this is a realization of what he wants this platform to be you it's modular you can make a game you could reuse a good portion of it so you're not buying a whole cabinet every time it's a quick change type situation and hey if you buy a game that already uses physical assets you already own one it's a quicker change and two it's a cheaper game yeah and it's a whole different game yeah here here's the thing so this is this is where you just just you know what all over everything i no, just said right no, now. <laughs> no 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 i don't because i think I, this is great yeah I, I mean i buy in i buy into the i buy into the idea of it I, I guess the question that i've got is do you think that this is enough to to help multimorphic or to help the p3 platform break into quote unquote the same market space that the Stern machines are in, the JJP machines are in, so on down the line. If you get enough of this, I'd say yes, because I'm thinking like um, totally out, out of the out of the air. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say I'm, my buddies at Rec Bar. Uh huh. Okay, they operate. I think there's eighty machines on the floor in, in New Albany and almost that in J Town. You know, they're operating those are that's just pinball. We're not okay. talking arcade, ski ball, papa shots, everything else. Okay. You know, they're running a lot of pinball. They set down a couple multimorphics. And if, if those are relatively static, okay, because it took a lot to get them there and te- it's a lot to keep them there. Yeah. They set down a couple multimorphics and they put them in a prominent location. And one's running Lexi Lightspeed and one's running Cosmic Kart Racing. And those games get played for two months. 
All right. Well, they come in one day and they say, well, here's a, here's a dongle USB stick. I bought the license. I bought this. What's, what's the title of this game? Sorcerer's Apprentice. Sorcerer's Apprentice. I'm going to plug it into my cosmic cart racing. It changes the whole back of the cabinet is a display. Boom. Totally looks different. Same game, same yeah. cabinet. Yeah. Yeah. And the gameplay is totally different because the software again should be written if it's written correctly in the vein of what they're trying to do here. The lower play field where the display is, isn't just static. The ball is tracked everywhere on that play field. Correct. So you can make it a completely air quotes, different game, but it's not, Yeah. but it is. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I totally get it. I do. And, and you're out the cost of the software. Assuming the software is good. The software has got to be good. You know, it can't be, it can't be Rolling Stones. It can't be an avatar, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's got to be at least fairly close to an ACDC type level change. But man, I could see that as, that is a super appealing. It, it definitely, it, it's definitely appealing. I, I, I wish that it would be more mainstream than it is right now. And I, I know cost is a barrier because the P3 platform is pricey to get into, um, I'm look. Jerry's making some money in the P3 platform and his other adventure uh, adventures, his other ventures. Uh-huh. So I, in my opinion, he's not he's going at it right. He's not coming in like a Dutch, or he's not coming in like a a uh, uh, a deep root for all that other stuff aside. He's not coming in guns a blazing, trying to do it all in one shot. He's been building this for years. That he has. He's he's the tortoise and the tortoise and the hare here. Yeah. In the in the old nursery, it's not a nursery rhyme, but in the old story. In the fable. In the fable. Thank yes. you, sir. Yes. It's too late, and it's been a rough, rough <laughs> day, yeah. week, month, yeah. all of it, year. But in yes, he's the tortoise, in my opinion. Yeah. And he he's he's building that momentum. So to me, this is exactly what we talked about on that on, in an interview six years ago. Yeah, it, he's building there. It, it, very true. I, I hope that the market responds to his vision. That's the best way I know to say it. I mean, how many multimorphic? I mean, how many multimorphic P three systems have you seen out on location? Or now that I haven't. Okay, I have not. I have never seen a single one anywhere, and that. There, there is that you know so i think from a full machine perspective right now i'm thinking his clientele is still homeowners homeowners oh i, I would i would have to almost and wholeheartedly agree with that you know the yes. appeal there is is look i've got one two three four five one two three four five six i've got seven pinballs down here yeah. and they take up the space of seven pinball machines yeah it'd be nice if it was only one right yeah so i could have even if i had two cabinets uh, you know, I know he's designed this. The intention is is to be able to change it in minutes. I could have two cabinets and and half a dozen games. Yeah. I can only play two at a time. Right, right. But I mean, but. there's there's times when I come down here and there's one of these games that's plugged into an outlet, and it's not on the rest of the circuits with the rest of the game room, and I might just say I'm playing Jurassic Park this week. Yeah. Yeah. Or this month. Yeah. And I can just flip it on right now. Yes, I get it. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's definitely a unique approach to to pinball. And I think it's I think it's definitely um, 
it's to be applauded. There's no doubt about it because it's different than what anybody else is doing. I, I just hope that he can find the commercial success to pull the vision through to the point to where the market responds to it and Jerry gets what he is working towards. That's probably the best way for me to say it. But with the announcement, I mean, he's moving, he's inching closer and closer to it every, you know, all the time. I, I just, I just hope that, uh, I hope that everything can work out. So there, there it is, Brent. That is, <laughs> that is all the news, the pinball news that is fit to discuss per se on at least, uh, at least for August of 2021. Um, I do have one small, uh, correction that I did want to make here before we close out the show. Um, I was looking for, for P3 multimorphic. I want to say that was episode. Uh, no, I was looking for the kit price. Oh, the kit price. Okay, I I think it's north of ten thousand dollars, if I'm not mistaken. Well, let's see. Just the games like Lexi Lightspeed is twenty four ninety nine. Yeah. Um. There's some. Let's see. Sorcerer's Apprentice is five hundred bucks. Yeah, but that but that's because you've already got you've already got the underlying kit ready to go. Right. So Cosmic Kart Racing is going to be twenty four ninety nine. Yeah. Um, so that on top of whatever the cabinet is. Yeah. And then, so, then once you got that 500, get you another game. So another game. apprentice. Yeah. So, so let's say the cabinet is $10,000. The cosmic cart racing is $2,400. Now I, I think when you buy a cabinet though, you can get it with a game with a game. Oh, a canyon. Yeah. Okay. And I, I don't know. Cause I, right now, if you look at the, the P3 pinball machine, there's, it just shows a thousand dollar deposit. It doesn't, I don't see on here. Oh, oh boy. See. Oh boy. Price bundles. Okay. P3 with one play field. So you get a game. That's uh 10895. Okay. With 109. Ten, with two play fields it's 13, 13,000. Okay. Okay. So it's 12995. Yeah. And three play fields it's 15,000. Okay. So you can get it the currently available games is Heist, Cosmic Kart Racing, Lexi Light Speed and Canon Lagoon. So you got four titles to choose from. Or four play fields to choose four, from. Yeah, four, yeah. four yeah. play fields. So yeah. you can get a game with a play field, and it's 11,000. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. So then you kick in, so you get Cosmic Kart Racing at 11. Another five for this. Another five for that. So 11, five, and you got two games. You got two games. Yeah. Okay. I mean, by the money, that's right in line. I mean, what's a pro now? 32,000? <laughs> I know you're laughing because it's 31,000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's silly Brent. it's only yeah. 31 it's only 31 799 yeah. <laughs> uh, come on uh new new pro prices uh, Brent, i don't know i haven't looked in a, in a while good question let's go to stern's website and see what a pro all cost. p3s now include are high definition i feel like this is an ad uh full or high definition full-size back box display that's cool okay yeah that yeah that sounds very cool actually Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's. The, uh, I haven't bought a pro in a long time. What's the MSRP on a pro? Uh, $6,200. Sure. That's MSRP. Now, but I mean, if you've, if you've got a good relationship with a good distributor, you're not paying that, but still uh, all we can compare is the money on the website. So it's $6,200. Yeah. Yeah. And that's crazy that not too long ago, that was, that was premium money. That was premium money. Yeah. It's exactly right exactly right yep um 
Well, there we go. So we wish Jerry nothing but the best. I, I think that's the best way to sum it up. I I just hope that uh, I hope that that the hits can keep on coming in a good way, and certainly looking forward to the the license game that that, that he's got on the horizon. But uh, real quick, Brent, before we close this out, um, I did want to make one correction. I was talking about the um, the super game module for the ColecoVision. Uh, oh, we've taken a turn. Yeah, we have. <laughs> back in episode ninety nine, and I was mentioning um, the super game module. That's what I was talking about, and I was what I was actually referring to was the Super Game Module 2 from Opcode Games. And so I was ref- I was talking about the Super Game Module 2, but I was calling it the Super Game Module. And I had uh, a couple of folks reach out and said, "Hey, I, I think you I think you you were talking about one in referencing the other." And it's like that is very true. I was. So for anybody who uh, who was interested in that conversation or wants to go back, uh, you're listening to it. When I'm talking about the Super Game module in that episode, I'm actually talking about the, the SGM2 from Opcode Games because that's what I was talking about, the Collector Vision Phoenix not having built in. It does not have the SGM2. It has the SGM1. So uh, there you go. Just a, a quick, uh, quick clarification. So... Brent, whoo, boy, what an episode, buddy. <laughs> we need some console stuff on oh, the next show. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. We'll, we'll add some in, man. We'll add some in. We were just overran by pinball news, which was <laughs> which was just uh, you know a backlog from two months. But for everybody who hung with us, we hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be looking forward to coming back next month. And Brent, in the meantime, where can they find us at, sir? Oh, wait, scroll, 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 scroll. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All the way down. I was, I was just still looking at that game. <laughs> uh, oh yeah gotcha uh we can be found on itunes and we ask that you please leave us a review and rate the podcast uh it helps us get noticed and increases our reach so we've said it many a time we do this for the love of it we don't do it for the money or the fame um fame is nice though and a little money would be even appreciated no <laughs> but uh you know we 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 hope to bring you know, just some enjoyment, some entertainment, maybe a little life lesson and some learning about the hobby along the way. So the more we are reviewed, the more we can do that, the more we are seen by folks. So yes, uh, please take a couple moments, uh, open up iTunes or whatever it's called today on the Apple platform of your choice. <laughs> I don't use Apple. <laughs> Whitney, help me here. I'm an Android user. Um, but uh, give us a review wherever you listen. We're on uh, Stitcher Radio Podcast and the Google Play Store. Whitney, I'm going to throw you under the bus right now. I think you've actually got us on a few more platforms, oh, yeah, right? T- yeah, tons, actually. If you go to our website, um, it's just brokentoken.com, you'll see all of the uh, podcast platforms that we are now on. Uh, Stitcher, of course, well, we've always been on Stitcher, but we'll see Pandora, Amazon Music, uh, there was one was like blueberry or yeah blueberry which is a podcast aggregator we're on last.fm we are on uh, iHeartRadio. i mean just a, a ton of them actually now so we're actually on iHeartRadio. yes That's awesome yes yes you can you can listen to us on on iHeartRadio. i'm going to go to the website just so i can look at the listen yeah apple podcast google podcast spotify amazon music iHeartRadio, stitcher blueberry 
Pod Chaser, Podcast Index, and <clears throat> Deezer. <laughs> I, I just like say I just like saying that word. I was just thinking we need to clean up the outro here, but th- I don't know. You lost me with Deezer. Yeah, exactly. That, well, we between, st- we stopped at Deezer between that and multi- multiple aneurysms during the show. <laughs> I, mean, I think I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it, it was interesting because of all of them. Uh, oh, and Panda- Pandora were on as well, and I need to add that to the list, but. It, it was wild because in going through after upgrading the website, I was able to upgrade the podcast publishing uh, plugin and platform, and that opened the doors to so many other aggregators that we could submit to. And you know, it took uh, it took like six weeks for Pandora to approve us. Really, I don't know why they take so long. All the others, uh, Amazon Music took a little bit of time, but all the rest of them, uh, they they actually validated fairly quickly. But uh, Pandora Pandora, yeah, it took forever. I would have thought iHeart, Pandora, and Amazon would have taken the longest because my assumption would would have been they would have been getting, being who they are, yeah, a, a billion podcast requests. And you know, do you do you actually have a person there trying to determine if this is a real show or if it's someone that just kicked off their first episode yeah. about some esoteric thing? And you know, like, do we? do we devote bandwidth to this but yeah. because this may or may not take off? Yeah, and that's that's a good point. I mean, it's hard to know how many of these uh, you lists, make a, lists are yeah. curated or not. you got to make a quality versus quantity decision call at yeah. some point. Well, yeah. it, it's, it, is, um, it is neat to see how each platform is a bit different in the way that they do it because all of them use like an automated form for submission. And I know that they, for a fact, they go out and crawl the RSS feed that, that houses all the podcast episodes. And so they, they consume that and then they, I'm sure they weight it and, you know, validate it and make sure that everything is, is as it should be. But, uh, but yeah, it, it was, it was a very different experience with, with submitting for each one of these, uh, each one of these podcast, uh, podcast aggregators but uh but anyway that being said we are we're on all the major ones uh take your pick i'm sure it is there uh facebook uh just facebook.com slash broken token twitter at broken token and then website broken i'm sorry i was actually just looking at us on our heart that blows my mind <laughs> you like that that, that is yes <laughs> good deal good that deal is, uh, that blows my mind yeah yeah very merry christmas we made it so yeah <laughs> so i mean and we were evaluated for each one because so, uh, and you know they actually they they did i heard you say they they crawled our podcast feed oh yeah to see oh yeah 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 they they crawl the whole thing because they send you a report on on validation and whether you're accepted and it, all all of that so yeah, pretty cool stuff, man. Pretty cool stuff. So that we is, should we that should be blows my mind. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So we should be able to be heard everywhere. So <laughs> everywhere. And uh with that I'm done. Brent, I've, had, I've aneurysmed, aneurysmed down. You're out. So listen, everybody. I've had aneurysm in my mind blown. It's all the same. It's, it, it's how, it, it's how the podcast done. ended. I, I need a taco and a nap. <laughs> Two tacos and a cigar. I don't know what episode oh. that was, but yeah, we that was actually a title. Hold oh, on, look on iHeartRadio. No, yeah, yeah, there you go. But listen, everybody, thank you for hanging with us. We hope you enjoyed episode number 101, and we'll look forward to uh, being back for 102. Until then, keep your quarters clean. Game on. 
Congratulations! You made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with. Since Whitney is my dad, I'll be nice and get on to the closing business. Please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast.brokentoken.com or use the contact page on the podcast website. You can call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528 and leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broken Token and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash broken token. Brett and Whitney are always posting up new content between the official episodes and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and just about any other podcast directory you can think of. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review wherever you found the show, as the reviews help us in search rankings and visibility. Once again, thanks for listening, and as my dad always says, keep your quarters clean and game on. That was me. I'm cl- these pots are a little dirty because they don't get moved a lot. Oh yeah, it's fine. We. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, put on a good face and banner with me when we go through the news. Okay. (laughs) Did you record that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's got to be the best thing I've heard in months.